been watching too many true crime things and it's late at night and Hollywood's getting sketchy during Corona. There's just so many homeless people and criminals out that I'm getting scared over noises. I think I need to work out more, build my confidence of being a man and not being scared of other men like those noises just made me feel. How's that for an opener? How's that for revealing my insecurities? Hmm? Pretty open. Not everyone would admit that. That's me connecting. Welcome to Unlicensed Therapy with me, your host, Ari Manis. Today we have Josh Potter. If you don't know Josh Potter, you probably do. If you, if you know me, you probably know him. If you don't, he's a funny comedian. He has his own podcast. He is on your mom's house podcast a lot. He tours. He does it all. Nice guy. Friendly guy. A lot. I was editing through the podcast just now, actually. Probably marked five different places that I thought were funny. I put a green marker in Adobe Premiere and I make little clips. Yeah, it's mostly me that does all the work for this. It's a lot of work. Part-time job. I'd say five to 10 hours a week I put into this podcast. Suck on that shit, which is why actually they just made a little thing where you could become a member of YouTube channels. So if you're one of the... I think I have 2,500 YouTube subscribers now. Not a lot, but kind of a lot for me. I don't know. I'm cool with it. But if you're one of those 2,500 people, and I would say one of the two to 300 people that regularly watch this podcast, I think it's a common... Some people just watch my sketches. Some people just watch my podcast. Some people just watch my stand-up. Some people don't watch anything and subscribe to be nice or have watched previous episodes, whatever. If you're watching this, consider joining the YouTube channel. I know, another podcast asking you for money? What? Did that sound like, uh, did I sound like Tim Allen there? What? But hey, if you want to support, the option's there now. Send a little money my way, huh? Dude, what if I was a rich guy? I wonder if I'd be different. I'd buy a nicer car. I'm pretty sure. I'm sick of my old Prius. I'd buy a nicer car. If I was really rich, Tim Dillon makes $96,000 a year, on, on a month, on his Patreon last time I checked. 96000 If I was, listen, I know I'm not Tim Dillon, but if I was, if I made that kind of money, I would buy a house. For sure, I'd be a homeowner. I would... The van I'm building? Oh, I'd stop building it. I know at first I was excited to build it and work on myself. I just want it done now. I would pay someone way better than me, the dopest carpenter. I'd be like, finish this shit. Give it, deliver it to me in a week or two or however long it takes you. I'd do that. I'm not money-driven. I've said it before. I'm not a materialistic guy, but if I had money, those, those are some things I would do. I'd buy a house, I'd buy a new car, and I'd finish my van. That's all I could think of, though. Not that much. 
Josh Potter, if you're not familiar with him, check out his clip right here. Oh, hello there. Welcome to my home. Come on in. Here is where I don't make a mess. Now let's go into my room where quarantine depression mixed with my general sensibilities have combined for this mess. Here we go. I'll give you a little tour. Over here we have my bed. This is where I do my sex work. There's my television. This is how I watch television. Uh, if a lady were to come over, we just remove the television. Over here you can see a pile of clothing, some clean, some dirty. Underneath this pile there's a suitcase. Oh, my social security card is on here too. So some important things. This is where I keep my important things mixed with some garbage. Not important. I'm sure it was a bag of Xanax. This is what I like to call the danger zone, by the way, over here. This is where quarantine really took its toll. The real disaster, and that is the bathroom. A sink that has just an endless amount of beard trimmings. Disaster zone to the max. This is, uh, this is terrible. Hopefully it's not too painful for the nice woman to clean. <laughs> and, uh, see how it goes. I'm gonna chain smoke. I took a Xanax. Hi, Cynthia. Hi. Welcome. Come on in. This is my room. Okay. I don't have any dressers. I don't know what to do. With this is. This is all. It doesn't matter. Whatever you have to do with it to get it uh, organized. I don't know. We have the bathroom, which is a nightmare. Okay. Is this the worst ever? Very well quickly. So this is the shower, the sink. So I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, how do I feel about someone in my space? Internally shaking and <laughs> having a heart palpitations. I don't let anyone ever see this, ever. This is like my deep, dark secrets. I'm having genuine anxiety attack about somebody experiencing uh, my degenerate lifestyle. Every minute that goes by has been uh, torturous and I'm not even doing the cleaning so I can't even imagine her experience at this point. Oh my gosh. Whereas many people spend quarantine cleaning, I didn't have that impulse apparently. I had the impulse to go the other way. Oh, we have gone probably a half a pack <laughs> in the last half hour. Late August was the last time a professional had been in there. Oh boy. Oh my god, it's like a whole other place. The sink is like a new sink. I didn't even think it was white under there. Oh my god. Look at that, that wasn't the color of the shower before, was it? Thank you so much, Cynthia. It looks fantastic. You're welcome. So the payment? Uh, the payment. Uh, give me one second. Okay. I'll be right back. Hold on one second. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? Sorry about you. Uh, yeah, I'm doing something right now. What's going on? The room is clean. It's fantastic. Uh, she's wa she's wondering about payment. Um, was that not something that uh, you, you took care of already? Yeah, why would I pay for that? She cleaned your place. Do you know 
uh, perhaps uh, how, how much something like this would, uh, would cost? I don't know. I don't know the square footage. I don't know how dirty it was. I mean, I would say think of whatever number you're thinking of and then multiply it by three and then give her that. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, is gonna pay okay. you all right? Yeah. Okay. All Bye. right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Yeah. There he is, Josh Potter. Pretty funny guy. Was excited to have him on the show. What else do I want to talk to you about? Uh, Melrose Podcast. This studio that me and my friend Abby Roberge created. We've been recording. I think I talked a little little bit about it last time. We've gotten to record already some really big podcasts in here. Call Her Daddy was in here. Freakonomics, WBUR, a Spotify podcast used it this week. It's kind of cool. All these big podcasts are renting it when they're when they need a studio and theirs isn't available, I guess. We are also just starting. We have a podcast coming out with Harry Jousey. Harry Jousey, if you're not familiar with him, is a reality TV star, essentially, a YouTuber, a TikToker. If I had to put him in a confined description of a bubble or whatever, he was on the show Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. Millions of followers. He was the guest on Call Her Daddy when they rented the studio. And we ended up partnering with him and producing a podcast for him. So, you know, you're not going to hear too many people trying to send you away from my podcast to his. But hey, if you want a new podcast to check out, check out the new podcast that Melrose Podcast is producing. It's called Tap In with Harry Jousey. And honestly, he's 22 years old. He's a buff, ripped, handsome Australian dude. So charming. Uh, hot dude. He's basically a hot dude, but uh, 22. And you probably hear that description. You're like, I don't... I don't want to listen to that guy do a podcast. 80% of his following is women. And you're probably thinking, why are you plugging this on your podcast? I just want to get to the Josh Potter part. But honestly, honestly, it's a good podcast. Like he is a good host. He's hilarious. And I was sitting in the room for either, I think two out of the four episodes and I was literally sitting there and with his following and his charisma, I'm like, this is going to be, this is a good podcast we're producing. And I'm pretty proud to be producing it, believe it or not. So check in, check out Tap In with Harry Jowsey. Thanks for watching. And now enjoy the show. Clearly need it. It doesn't make any sense, Ari. 
This is a horrible idea. You're listening to You're listening to Unlicensed 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 Therapy with Ari Mendes. Ari Mendes. Have you ever done comedy time? No, what's that? Oh my, oh, it's the worst. I don't even know what that is. I, 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 I say it because I know just because I've done it. Is that it a Tom show? did it, like, before he was anyone. It's, uh, they go to comedy clubs and record you and put out clips on their YouTube. Oh, oh, oh. And they've been uh-huh. doing this, you know, for probably a decade it's or more. It's called Comedy Time? Comedy Time. Was it out of, like, Appleton or something? I'm not sure. They did Me at the Ice House. I know they've done Irvine. But, you know, they get comics who are nobodies, and you just go, yeah, sure, film me, put up the clip. Ugh. I don't care. And then a year later, you're like, why did I agree to that? I have, like, a decade-old clip on YouTube right now that I can't get off that I did that with, like, just at an open mic, like my fifth open mic ever or something like that. Oh, just an open mic or put it up? The Buffalo News put it up, like <laughs> my local paper. I don't even know what they were filming it for, but they put it on their YouTube page. And have you tried and it, at like, all to get it down stuff. or no? I mean, I put in, like, I've asked YouTube to do it. I don't know if but I you haven't hit up the Buffalo News. They, it's, it's like an inactive page. It's not the one, because it's it. not the one where they're firing off news stories. Right. Now. It's like, I'm saying like shit and fuck and stuff like that <laughs> on there. And I don't even know who's using it. It's so, it's just sitting there, but it's labeled right. Buffalo News. Yeah. And, and as you're gaining in popularity, the clip is gaining yeah, in popularity. Yeah, people are like, this guy sucks, but it's like <laughs> yeah. a fucking 11 year old clip, you know? Yeah. That's so for me, I think I've told this story before, but I was six months in a comedy, literally hosting an open mic at the Ice House. <laughs> Someone drops out of comedy time, and the booker is like, hey, do you have 10 minutes clean or 8 minutes clean? I had 5 minutes not clean, <laughs> but I'm young and hungry and yeah. overly confident, 22 years old. I'm like, of course, yeah, I could do 8 minutes clean. And then I go in there. I, I'm not ready at all. I, I had to put my shirt inside out because I had a logo on it. <laughs> I had skateboarded that day, so I was, had holes in they the shirt. They were that, like, uh, annoying about it? Like, they were that like, annoying about it. I and had, they weren't like, going to pay you. They paid me $35. Oh, I had a prepubescent mustache. I go in there. I have a good set, actually, in the room. Somehow, it was just a hot crowd. But I looked back at that clip even a year later, and I hated it. Yeah, I of course. I just hated everything I did. And then I, I even reached out to the guy to take it down, and he goes, nope, you signed the contract. We paid you $35. I was like, you could have the $35 back. <laughs> he's like, nope. God, that fucking sucks. And they still have it up there. And they're just still up there. They're banking on people getting traction and then you get hits. Oh, off of and it's worth yeah. for them. And like Tom's on there. Yeah. Fahim's on there. Eliza Schlesinger, Natasha Leggero. There's there's a lot of comments. I'm surprised have, they haven't been able to do stuff to like get it taken off. <laughs> you would think. You I know? think they legit signed a contract and they're probably just like, ah, fuck it. See, I didn't even sign a I mean, I guess I signed a release form, but it wasn't yeah. like a contract. Like they didn't pay me. So it's like I want these fuckers to take it down. I'm so annoyed the Buffalo by Buffalo News. It. I yeah. it's at least worth emailing them and being like, hey, does anyone have access to this YouTube what channel? What is this I old YouTube channel that you don't use anymore that you strictly use to ruin I my doubt life. they care it's probably one person that would be like oh yeah for sure we'll we'll uh we'll work on that the lead singer of trapped tried to like say that I suck at comedy by posting that video <laughs> wait uh, why, why <laughs> wait rewind how did you get into it in the first place with the lead singer I don't singer know I made trapped. fun of trapped for something and they uh res- he responded cuz he responds to everything he's like a kind of a petty bitch so like um <laughs> 
he responded, and all I did was make fun of him for his like head. Like he was part of like uh, what's what was Trapped's hit? Headstrong. Ironically. Oh, I like that song. But ironically, Headstrong, I uh, I'll yeah, take you on. I uh, made fun of the size of his head. That's all I did. Like he was getting like railroaded oh, a for a comedian like, on a comedy podcast made fun of the lead singer. This for was the just song on Headstrong. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was just on uh, Twitter. But I tweeted something like he was getting run dragged for like uh, not believing in covid and all that stuff and all i did was say his head was big and he took that and was like oh this is recent yeah yeah this was like back in march and he uh he ran with it and just was like this guy sucks at comedy like searched my (laughs) my thing and everything like that so and then he posted that video i'm like this video is from 11 years ago sorry we don't all sing the same song for 20 years you know (laughs) Did and you then, say that? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, people were like, LOLOL. And then he was like, fuck, fuck. You probably guy. have more he followers than me. he does. I, I, I was just under him at that point, but then I surpassed him like two weeks later. <laughs> and then he blocked me. <laughs> That's your life goal. I just have to get past the Yeah, just the get me past Trapped. <laughs> That's too bad, you know? That was a good song back in the day. Right? Too I had that album. I mean, I went to like three of those concerts back in the day. Oh, I you mean, saw them live. Oh, you yeah. Saw, I used so to work in You're radio. a genuine fan. I was. I mean, yeah. And then all I did was make fun of his dumb head. Turns know? out he's a sensitive bitch. Yeah, he really is sensitive. Like, he's uh, his people of his band have quit and all Damn. in the last, like, COVID has, like, exposed him as being, like, a petty little dildo. You'd think if you're anti-COVID, you wouldn't be sensitive, but... Well, he... He tries to like play all those guys do that where they're like, I'm so alpha, fuck, you know what I mean? They're like, ah, oh, and then they're just so weak. It's sad. It's like, I think I'm, I, I'm on your side. It's not all of them, but it's like there's, you can see the certain ones that are just triggered by right. getting like poked and prodded. And they're the ones who are like the most like, I'm so fucking alpha. Like they overcompensate for it. Yeah. He's, he's probably a douchebag, but yeah. I, Right now, I, I feel bad for him. I feel, I feel sad I feel, for him. Yeah, I feel sad for him. It's Do you like, know what else I did? Ugh. I did a hashtag cheer up trapped because I felt like he was, I'm like, this guy is, because then he started getting into it with people who are replying to our arguments. Your fans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's getting into it with like Fred0673. And I'm like, this guy is just really sad. So I was like, we have to cheer up trapped. So then I did a bunch of half assed like compliments. I'm didn't like, work Echoes out. was good. He didn't unblock you. No, no, no. He never did. Damn. Now they're off Twitter altogether. They got, because. Uh, they defended pedophilia. Well, he did. He defended pedophilia. What was his defense? It was uh, that guys can't be raped by older women or something like like teenage kids. Oh, he defended like a female. Like female teacher type pedophilia. Yeah, yeah. That that old like, I wouldn't be complaining or whatever. You know what I mean? (laughs) That old trope that like dads do where they're like, I wish that teacher taught me math or whatever. It just doesn't seem like an argument, even if you feel that way, which I kind of maybe do a little bit. It doesn't seem like an argument worth defending. Right. It doesn't seem like a hill to die on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, do I share the opinion? Like, hey, that'd be cool if when I was 13, would I have liked my math teacher to blow me sure yeah yeah exactly but i don't need to go telling the I'm world i'm not advocating yeah. it on twitter <laughs> i'm not gonna stop i'll get canceled down. for it on this podcast <laughs> but not on twitter yeah exactly yeah. i mean like i said i'll apply it to myself i'm not saying every 13 year old should want their right. math teacher to fuck them right. <laughs> man my teacher i remember got accused for that but i was like it was it was the cool guy she blew like the right, eighth that's, grade football players. We had one blown. of those too, yeah. yeah. Where it was like, uh, he was like captain of the football team. Yeah. I'm like, man, some guys get all the fuck. <laughs> and he didn't fun. even complain about it. It was just like a rumor. 
but now he's a realtor in my, my my case. He's a realtor, and he's hit me up to go to my comedy show. So I'm like, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm cooler than the football captain. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, there's a couple guys from my high school that were like super cool that have done that, where they're like, oh my god, have you met Joe Rogan? <laughs> and you're like, you used to put me in a locker. Remember that? <laughs> you know Dude, what I, mean? I was going to ask you about getting bullied. <laughs> I didn't get really like, bullied, but I did. There was guys that You like, look like a guy that would get bullied. No, for sure. And yeah. I would like initially like, I don't know, it was very early in my school days. I was lucky where I was like in the same school system. It was kind of small. But like in the beginning, I would kind of get bullied. But then I like would figure my way out of it. Like they start to like me after a couple of. So you never got severely bullied. Not you, severely. You were just charming. By high, <laughs> yeah. By high school, I was just friends with every. You know, like not you, friends with everybody, but you know, like everyone's like, "What's up?" You know, they wouldn't bother me. So but it was pretty like, chill high school then. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Buffalo, New York. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. See, my high school. I bet you they were chill too. But I was always in my shell because I was insecure and scared of getting bullied. Mm. So I just stayed away from people. Oh, that's and wild. kept quiet. Yeah. Yeah, me and my friends kind of stuck to ourselves, but like we were chill with everybody else. Like nobody, w- no one was inviting us to parties. But at the same time, they weren't like if they showed up, we're gonna be assholes to them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So when we were- did you uh, have your first kiss? Um, I was like thirteen. Dude, you were probably cooler than me. I didn't lose my virginity until I was 22, though. 22 isn't crazy. It's not. After college. It's a little late, but it's not, you know what I mean? It's not embarrassingly late or, or weird. If, you're, yeah. if you meet a 22-year-old virgin right now, you wouldn't be like, what's wrong with you? I wish you would say that to the fucking girl I lost my virginity to because she seemed to think it was pretty weird. <laughs> That's because she was a promiscuous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, she was definitely and experienced. We love those. No, of course. Yeah. yeah. No, thank Before God she was such better. a whore because she fucked my virgin ass. You know what I mean? Did so. you feel like it was taking so long to lose your virginity that you're like, it's never going to happen. Yes. I'm going to be weird. I'm going to be a weirdo. Once and it was I kind of like busted open the pop the bubble and then it was free game from there. <laughs> I spent like four years with a girl. I it was my it's still to this day my longest relationship of my life was in high school <laughs> dating a girl for four my years. My first one was two years, yeah, longest one. And she was like, you know, anti doing it before marriage at that point. I think she subsequently came to fucking someone before marriage post me. College probably. Yeah, in college, like yeah. right after me, I think too. Yeah. And I found it so hard after that breakup to like figure out how to do it. I didn't even know how to do it with a girl I spent four years with. I'm was like, she religious? Yeah. What's going on? And were you? Or no. no. Did you pretend to be? No. No. She would. No. I would go to church with her or some shit. We'd go on like a Saturday afternoon to church Damn, or whatever. The things horny teenagers will right? do. Right. And to then make I'd, out with a chick. <laughs> then I'd just be like fingering her after it. You know You'd what I mean? You go sit through a sermon to God that you don't believe in for <laughs> hours. And you're like, all right, you want to make out now? Like, uh, it, what's so wild is like, uh, it's from. I'm from the kind of a smaller town, so like this. I don't know if he's a priest or whatever he was uh, at this church. He was he knew my grandma, so like I knew this guy was gonna be chill. Like I knew, I already had like a history with this guy. I'm like he did like eleven minute sermons. Like he would just be like or ho, uh, what are they called homilies? He's like good whatever. to see you here. And yeah. you're like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. Be like, he knew what I, he knew what was up. He knew I was getting <laughs> trying to get some pussy because I don't come yeah. the rest of the times. But uh, he he would go so quick. He'd come into the room like everyone would sit down. He'd come into the church just or like whatever. with those little boys. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. easy bad joke. Bad joke. <laughs> this guy though, I, this guy would be like. 
the only religious dude that I would think was like cool to hang out with. Because yeah, he yeah. would just come into the room. He wouldn't even have his like shit on. He'd be like putting it on as he was walking up. He'd get the like people singing. He'd be like, and then he'd just go, ah, nah, 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 and he'd start singing and he'd blaze through his fucking homily and the shit would be done in 20 minutes. He he was a modern priest who knew that no one wanted to be there. Yes. And he would just, ma- but he would say some poignant things, but he'd mail it in every day, every time. It was awesome. It sounds cool. And it also sounds like... Who's in charge over there? Why are they letting that guy? (laughs) I think he's in charge. (laughs) It's it's a really small, tiny church, but yeah, he was cool. Yeah, my very first girlfriend also was from a Catholic family. She went to a Catholic all-girls school. Oh, my God. How did you meet her? And uh, I met her at a concert through a friend of mine who was dating her friend. (laughs) (laughs) Was it like... Jars of a clay or concert. something. No, oh. no, I don't know. It was uh, it was at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. I don't know if you even know what that is, but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, they do racing race tracks, and then they had like free concerts in the summer. But they had legitimate bands at the time. I think I saw Eminem there once, and uh, well, that's why I was curious what kind of band a Catholic girl would go check out. She was r- religious Catholic, but she was still not too religious to go see a a band that. You know, a rock band. Oh, okay, so I don't cool. remember what band it was, but we were at the concert. We, uh, she actually came on to me. Wow. She got my number because I was too shy to, to talk to girls. So, you know, I conversed with her. And then that night she's like, hey, I got your number from Seth. That was my friend. I thought you were really cute. And then I'm like, cool, let's, uh, wow. let's hang out. And I was, so then we made out, making out probably for months. And I fingered her one time across the sh- my street from my parents' house in a grass field. <laughs> I thought you meant like across the street. I <laughs> you, just, you know, because like my parents are sure they were looking for places to make to fool around, right? <laughs> I thought you meant all the way. You've reached all the way across the street to finger. <laughs> to finger. <laughs> I fingered her across the whole street. Dude, probably did. <laughs> we're literally like out in the open in a grass field with my house like down there. So we're like, oh, if we hear a car coming, we could... Lock out, and she would she would wear her Catholic school schoolgirl skirts. Oh my god! Yeah, right. So I'm fingering her, and she starts crying. This is the first time I'm fingering her. Oh my her. god! She starts crying, and I'm like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And she goes, "Hey, I, uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that with you. I, uh, I love God and Jesus Christ, and He wouldn't approve of this. And if this is the type of girlfriend you want, oh my I'm not god. the girl for you. And of course, I'm like, no, 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 we don't need to do that. Like, I'm, I'm fine just making out. And then we, we were, she's like, okay, and we start making out again. And then the next day, she's begging to be fingered. <laughs> <laughs> so these girls, <laughs> that's so these god loving girls are. And then now she's like, I don't know, I'm not in touch with her anymore. But from my understanding, she's become quite the whore. Oh sure, they always yeah. flip the switch once they realize God is not real. Or when something you trap like that. Yeah. someone into that box and then they finally break out of that box, it's an explosion. It's worse. Yeah. yeah, it's not a box. It's like fucking pipe bomb. <laughs> I was never allowed to eat junk food as a kid. Now I eat more junk food than anyone I know. See, I I'm the opposite. Food. My mom kept bowls of candy on every table, and my friends would come over and they'd be oppressed like you, where they wouldn't have any candy, and they'd go crazy. Yeah, and she'd lose her mind. I'm like, why do you put the fucking bowls out then? <laughs> You dumb idiot. I like, think, but it's kind of smart because you're now. Do you I eat don't eat candy at all. Yeah. That's what, so that's, <laughs> I, don't eat I think all. that's a parenting technique. It's everything's okay in moderation. As yeah. long as they're not fat, let them eat candy. And then when they're an adult, they're going to eat better because I of am, it. I don't even like candy. I'm not even like, and I would resent my mom for like complaining about you don't like putting them out. any candy? I mean, I like it, but Twix? it's like, 
You don't like a good Twix it's bar? It's good, but I'm not like see- – I don't like You're seek not. them out. I don't know. Yeah. I, have a pr- I have an issue with food. Like I don't like eating food. At all? I like going to like special meals or like Thanksgiving or like something like that. If it's like we're going to a cool restaurant or something, dope. And you'll Down. pig out or not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I won't like – I mean what's relative to me I guess pigging out. But uh, like I hate like the idea that I have to eat three times a day. Like just to live, I think I mean, that's stupid. You could eat once a day. I do do I once a day. Yeah. I eat as I, sometimes I do zero times a day. But I, uh, Damn. I fucking hate it. I just I'm hate envious. the idea of like I have to think of what to eat and then I have to like make it. You don't get hungry though. Yeah, but I just don't think of that as a. Fe- I don't know. It's weird. Like I, sometimes I. It's really like up until I. Feel do you have an eating disorder? Almost. I don't think so. I've yeah. never been diagnosed as such. But like I just. Is it a weight thing? Like, are you conscious no, about your calories? or Do something? not give a fuck about that so at all. Probably not an eating disorder. You're just never gave a fuck about my weight. I just ha- literally hate the task of like deciding what to eat and then like taking time to make it and do it and then like cleaning it up and stuff. Well, maybe it's just you're a little man. You don't need that much food. I really don't need that much. Yeah. I don't require much. You could eat like a, a granola bar and be good for the day. I can eat, I've eaten like an avocado and like two eggs and I've been good for like <laughs> good two breakfast. days. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And that's fine. You know what I mean? Or I've eaten like dog shit. Like I'll eat like a <laughs> fucking taco or something. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Have you ever been fed dog food? I've eaten it just like out of like, I dare you. Curiosity? Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. they make this dog food. That looks just like people food. Why? To trick the dogs? It, uh, but they'll eat anything, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, you don't need to puke. trick their dogs. <laughs> yeah. But so my brother tricked me, and he goes, hey, have this piece <laughs> of candy, and it looks just like candy. Why? And I ate it, and it actually, it was stomachable. I wasn't good. I wouldn't eat right. it again, but it was like, okay, this is high-quality dog food. And he laughed. And it's all just horses, right? Their their food. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rabbit. Yeah, toenails. I don't know. Just, <laughs> what do they fucking put like, in there? I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, I think it's a lot of cartilage. I uh, like I think gym. there's some dogs probably out there that live with rich girls right in this neighborhood, probably that are like eating better than I do on a daily basis. Oh, there is right across from the Whole Foods on Fairfax. There is an organic dog food store. Yeah, and it's literally. 10 bucks a meal to feed these dogs like they're eating high quality and it goes bad too it's fresh meats so you could only have it for a few days and i'm like who what rich fuck spoils their dog like how many this? tents are outside of the dog organic dog food store just like homeless people everywhere around here and there's an organic dog food store <laughs> yeah yeah it's just a for wild real. that would like, probably kill juxtap- to eat that food <laughs> yeah. it's so Gross. And I get, I love dogs. Yeah. I had a dog and I love them. And maybe, for all I know, maybe that really does add a year to their life. I don't know. But right. it still grosses me out. Uh, yeah. I can't even imagine <laughs> paying that much money for dog food. Buying me- like I wouldn't fresh give my meat. child the meal that costs $10 for like at least the first five years yeah, of its I'm life. Yeah, I'm buying Kroger brand food for my kid. <laughs> yeah. When you think I'm buying the name brand grass-fed organic shit? No. Nah. Kids could- their bodies are are just moving really fast. They could churn through anything. They're like Michael Phelps. Yeah, they're like made of cartilage. They can <laughs> bend around. They can fall. They don't they can break their bones. Hit their heads. Yeah. yeah, they don't do anything, and they can run around forever. They have all the energy in the world. They need some GMOs to like slow down. I think you know. It makes sense. When did you <laughs> uh, start comedy? Uh, I started in two thousand and eight. How old were you? I was twenty two when and I started. Did you always want to do it? 
Um, I always like wanted to do something in the realm of comedy. I, I started in radio before comedy and I was doing like bits and 22 stuff like is that. young even for radio. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I was, I was be... 16 when I started radio. So that was like for money at for, 15? yeah, when I started, well, I started wow. as an intern at 15 slash 16 and then I, my first paycheck was when I was 16 though, but it was like wow. for $25. Like I still was like cool. two hours. You still on. must've been stoked. Yeah. I was so stoked. I was on the radio when I like, sure. It was in the overnight between like, you know, midnight and 6am on Thanksgiving or so something. So have you like, ever had a shitty job then? Or have you only had cool jobs? Yeah. I worked, uh, for my dad's restaurant. I was a bus boy. And then I worked for like a couple other fast food places as a dishwasher when I was like 14, 15. And I Man, did, uh, you're a grinder. When I moved to LA, I had an office job for like six months that was my first ever like real office job. And I felt like super kind of cool about it. Like, I don't know. It was just, I couldn't believe I got it. Any job exciting for like a month? It was, it was, and I only did it for six months, but it was like, I'm going to an office building. This is wild. I was in a skyscraper downtown. And doing comedy at night. Yeah. And, uh, it was like, at first I was like, Hey, at least I know that I can do this, get a job. Wait, why'd you drop out of college? Because I was doing radio and I just didn't want to. Like, I, I was like, what this. am I getting a communications degree yeah, what, for? I had interns that were like in my department that were like seniors and I was a freshman. So I was like, I'm wasting my time going to school, killing myself for what? Like, And uh, I just freaked out and dropped out. Was it the best move? I don't know, but I, I should have so. just went for something else. I think else. in retrospect, I should have just was. never went at all. Is really because I had immense debt still <laughs> from just sticking from that around. one semester. I went for what? three years. Oh, in that case, dropping out seems crazy. Yeah. To me. Because... and I did the minimum too. Like I did like three courses a semester, so like it would have taken me like eight years to graduate college. Pretty oh, much. Oh, okay. like, so I really, was... you went to about half. Yeah, I went yeah. to like night school for real though. Like you know what I mean? Like I did undergrad stuff, but I, I basically was like I was going to night school. So you're just like, I don't want this stress anymore. What's the point? A communications yeah. degree is pointless. And finally, you're just like, enough's enough. I wish someone told me that like right like before I applied or whatever. I but. knew it, but my parents really pressured me into going to college. I just thought it was what everyone did, and I didn't it understand is, yeah. money. And I thought like, naturally, you go to college, and then you have a degree that will pay for that college. I just thought that's how the world worked. Right, because that's what they tell you. Yeah, that's what they up. did. Yeah, they oh, yeah, sold If you want a good you. job, you have to – it was like – it was like those dare ads, but for college, your whole life growing yeah. up, you need to go to college and get a good job. That's what people do. If you don't go to college, you're going to be working at McDonald's. Right. And I'm like, Ugh. Do you remember when people would be like, you don't want to be a garbage man? I look at that now. I go, God, man, garbage man. They get like a pension. They have like- They're blue fucking, collar workers. Yeah. Those are men. They're they in make the good money. They all, most of them are married. I'm not married. <laughs> yeah. A garbage man can buy like two trucks, a fucking house. <laughs> houses, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, there's, I know a lot of people that went to college that are like living at home still in their thirties. You know I'd like to I mean? interview a garbage man. I bet you they get, they find cool shit that they keep too. I don't know That's if they're the allowed theory. to. I think it's like part of their like uh, thing where they're like that wouldn't stop because you're not allowed to look in the people's trash and shit like that. It's really, like a felony. Yeah. Oh yeah, bomber. Yeah. So I think they have to sign some code of ethics. There was a phase where my dad would go around. My parents live in a very rich neighborhood, mm. 
And there was a phase my dad had for like a year where he would go around and go through people's garbage and find like cool <laughs> shit. <laughs> and he sounds like a hoarder and maybe he is a little bit, but he would come back and he'd be like, look, I found this toaster oven. It works fine. <laughs> and he'd find weird shit like that. That's wild. My mom does that kind of shit, but she's definitely a hoarder. Like, <laughs> she's 100% a hoarder. She like loves garage sales and shit like that. And then she's always claiming she's going to have her own garage sale and it never comes to fruition. Like every five years, me and my two brothers will go to my parents' house and we'll when they're gone or something, we'll throw a bunch of shit out. <laughs> and they're always thankful that we do it. You just do but, it? Yeah, we just do it. We literally go there because we it's things we know they're not we they literally last time we found five giant jars of pickles that were like three years expired oh, I see. in their fridge. So it's half of it's the kitchen. They have literally just a That's giant wild. pantry of expired food. And we're like, why do you keep this? And they're like, oh, it's still good. We'll eat it. And like, you're not going to eat it. You have 10 bags of this shit. I couldn't imagine. Give, I, I mean, I love my parents, but I couldn't give two shits what they have in their houses. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is, like, especially during Corona, I'll go home for a week to their house and I'm staying there. And I'm like, how do people, how do you live like this? It's almost for myself. So yeah, when sure. I go there, I'm not living in there. That must be nice to have junk. like a place to go. My parents live across the country, so like, even if I wanted to see them, which I don't necessarily, I would, uh, I, I couldn't. You know what I mean? So it's been weird in Corona. It's like I'm in a space station, and I'm far away from like everyone I know. Would <laughs> they? Know? For a while, my mom wouldn't see me until she got the uh, the vaccine. She because I'm uh, like oh, really? like the lead singer at Trapped. I'm an alpha anti-masker. <laughs> so. That's hilarious. Yeah. I uh, I mean, I don't know that the mask, I mean, the mask, like they say helps, but I don't think it like stops coronavirus. You know right. what I'm saying? So like, uh, but, there are certain th- but people, your mom wouldn't let you come just because of the mask situation? Well, she just knows that I don't give a fuck. Oh, I see. I see. I'm going around doing stand up and podcasts and I just... I'm whatever you want to yeah. think about me. I'm maybe I'm a murderer. Maybe I'm a normal person. But that's I've stopped that's giving a shit about people's grandmas. By the way, and my you know what I'm <laughs> saying. Too. Like I've, I've gotten to the point. Like I have been cautious. Like I just started this podcast. So like, and I work in a studio where like I have to like care about other people and stuff like that. So I've been like staying quarant like not quarantine but isolated. Essentially, I'm not like doing anything extra. I, I did a little traveling like to go do shows and stuff, but I've been keeping to myself. But at the end of the day, like I, uh, I'm done giving a fuck. I'm now. done giving you know, a yeah, fuck. I don't care who dies. <laughs> I don't care who gets it. I've always sadly had that selfish attitude. I'm like, listen, if you are, it's not, I don't, it's not that I want people to die, but right. if you're old or have a predisposed position to where you have a good chance of dying of COVID, then you should quarantine. Yeah. You should stay in the house. You shouldn't make the whole world right. quarantine for you. I said that I've been saying that from the beginning too, but I kind of kept it where I was like, okay, I get why they're like saying this because like some people are dumb and they're gonna do dumb shit, and I would like <laughs> rationalize it. But then you know now it's fucking January 2021, February 2021. F- I'm done. I don't care who dies. <laughs> I do not give a fuck. Herd immunity, baby. I see like so and so gets COVID. I'm like fine. Now I feel like I haven't gotten it yet. And I'm like, do I get an award for not getting it? Because I've, I feel like I've suffered just as much. As I know the people. that's the weird thing about me too. I've been the most outward, and I haven't gotten it. Because some people who have gotten it now they're off gallivanting about the world, and it's like I'm still staying inside trying to do your like cautious bullshit, and 
my life blows doing this and I'm seeing like COVID people are like, we're allowed to have COVID concerts. Like if you already had it, you can come to this concert. Oh, I didn't, you I can, didn't see that. That's a I thing. mean, that's in Europe or whatever, wow. but like it's happening in the world, you know? And, and the other thing is you're never going to make everyone happy. So even if you've had the vaccine and you've had COVID, the CDC still, CDC still says, oh, you could still spread it and you'll still piss people off if you do it. Yeah. Because I, I always... Well, uh, by then, if there are people still pissed off, those people are just unhappy and they loved this because now, oh, everyone, 100%. now everyone's unhappy and I'm at home with my cat and I fucking get to sit on my computer and go on Etsy and shit like that. Like that, those are those people. So they're a minority. Fuck them. I don't care about them at <laughs> all. But like the general society... And their sense on it. I think I've turned the corner now, like I said, where I just I don't even fucking care anymore who dies and who gets it and anything like that. It's like <laughs> you're all getting it. Everyone's gotten it from left to right to up to down. So it's fucking I'm the good one. I didn't get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, give me a fucking medal or some shit if you're going to make it such a big deal. That'd be cool. if they, uh, That'd be that. That's what they should have done all along. If you don't get it for the whole time we're gonna give you a thousand bucks at yeah the they should have paid people like to not get it yeah yeah or they should you know like because they money is a motivator and then too the people who did get it most of them would probably try and suck it up and not get tested right because they want that thousand bucks sure of course and then all of a sudden oh wow we have a lot less deaths well you'd have to get tested to probably get it right like they would make it like you have at to the get end it. i see yeah or i don't know I don't know how it would work because it's not happening. Yeah, I mean, it's not yeah. a thing, and we've just made it up now, so I, we yeah. haven't sussed out all the details. But I will <laughs> pay everyone who's listening to this $1. No, I won't. <laughs> I mean, I've been tested like seven times, eight times. To go on the road, or why do you get tested that many coming times? coming off yeah. the road, going on the road, and like— Oh, to go uh, back in the office, the And studio. to go back into the studio, yeah. like if someone around the studio or a guest has it or something like that, like um, to stay— you know, to keep everyone safe, they test everyone then, you know? And so it's like, yeah, I'm still haven't gotten it, but I, f- I mean, I'm one of those people that's like, I feel like I got it before it was a thing, like in February. I, I thought that too, but then I got the antibody test. And, and I didn't I get, yeah, that's negative. the thing. The antibody yeah. test said negative, but I, I mean, like maybe I got a bullshit antibody test cause I got it like back maybe. in fucking last yeah. April. <laughs> yeah. I got know? right when they came when out. When they're like, oh, those ones were shit. Like remember how <laughs> yeah, they would yeah. have, they had like a group of testings where they were like, all those tests kind of blow actually. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And, Sorry. Uh, you paid $85 and <laughs> yeah. spent half your day waiting in line to take a test. Yeah. So that's what makes me wonder. Maybe I still did have it, but um, even if I did, they say I could get it again or whatever. And now I'm just like. Like things are opening and stuff, but I still feel so. I've been so isolated. I don't remember how to like reacclimate myself to doing things now. I th- I think it's gonna even when things are fully back open, people are gonna be less in each other's space. You know what I mean? People are gonna be weird for a while. It is. Have you done yeah. any clubs or anything like? Uh, I did like inside uh, clubs. Yeah, I did Des Moines last weekend. Yeah, but it was forty percent capacity. But it was still it was fun. Still, was it? Yeah. yeah, they're fun. Like even if they're still. Yeah. But like, wasn't it kind of weird to see? groups of people together like i don't know if you've seen them or not but like it, it was it, weird for me i was just like there is a but you get over it quickly i was excited first, about it i was excited yeah. too of course i i wasn't like unhappy to see it but it was a weird feeling though to just be like whoa look at <laughs> how many people are inside a building at once especially coming from la yeah where all these people don't care i remember there was one table there was a whole 100 whatever people in the room one table is wearing masks <laughs> and and I, I just started chanting, making the whole crowd chant for them to take off their mask as a joke, like peer pressure. Yeah. But then in the middle of the show, their food comes and they take off their mask to eat. Yeah. And I'm like, how does this make any sense to you guys to wear your mask the whole show so I can't see if you're laughing or not? 
and then you take them off to eat. Yeah, it doesn't make it's any sense. It's just the dumbest liberal shit. Some of the shit that I went to was like they all had to wear masks the whole time unless they were eating or drinking, but it's like... Unless you're eating or drinking. So yeah, it's so like, it's like but people well. would keep them on and take them off, and it was just kind of weird, but like... I don't even care about that shit. It's like, do whatever you fucking want with your mask. I don't fucking care. It's just like, open the fucking shit up again. Because <laughs> why, you know, I, why is one thing open? This isn't, you know, I saw a thing, uh, a school today here in LA had like children on the playground or something or congregating at a school and someone like took pictures and like tattled on them. And because schools aren't supposed to be open, turns out they were uh, shooting an Apple commercial. <laughs> so it's like I'm sure all those kids got tested or whatever, but still, it's like it looks the same. It's like we can shoot an Apple commercial pretending there's school happening. Those, rat but we can't. Uh, let's not pay for tests so kids can actually go to school. I hope Apple deactivated their iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right there, they put U2 albums on all their computers in the school. What are your thoughts on? The whole uh, GameStop and how they stopped Robinhood stopping you people from buying it. I think it's like, obviously, I'm on the side of it's bullshit and like they're fucking thieves and all that kind of shit. But like, what are we going to do about it? Like, <laughs> yeah. we're not going to fucking do anything. Like, we're just going to roll over and let to them me, pat our bellies. Yeah, like stocks are ga- that whole thing is basically adult gambling. Yeah. So it's like, okay. I like how you say adult gambling, like as if gambling is for children. <laughs> yeah, good <Yeah>. point. <laughs> Maybe like uh, smart people gambling. It's like suit gambling. Suit yeah. gambling, yeah, yeah. For sure, 100%. But they, and they rig it though. It's fucking bullshit. Like at least, that's why I said like sports gambling. I love sports gambling and I'm, it's way more pure than the stock market, it seems to me, you know? Like yeah. the rigged game that they put up there, you know? Do you follow sports heavily? Yeah, yeah. I, love I, I don't follow, but I bet uh, on the Dustin Poirier fight versus Connor. Mm. Made a few hundred That's the bucks. one shit that I don't follow is like fighting stuff, like combat sports. And uh, I just don't, I don't know why. I just don't, uh, it's it's not like I hate it or I, you know, it's just kind of like on the outside to me. But when there's a big one like that, I'll bet on it. And Rob Eiler uh, is a buddy of mine. He bets on a bunch of shit too. He fucking sends me this lock on some, I don't know, it was Roundtree. Some guy named Roundtree was fighting. Okay, I don't know. I don't know either. And yeah. so it was like, he's going to win within two, or knock him out within two rounds or something like that. It's like, it's a lock, everyone's saying. So I bet on that, and of course, it's like, the, I'm watching it. I don't even know what I'm watching. And I'm like, did we get it? <laughs> and it's like, no, it's fucking didn't happen. I was like, motherfucker, I'm not betting on this. How, much did, you, how much did you bet? I put only like 50 bucks on it. It wasn't okay, anything crazy. But yeah, I mean, don't say lock to me. <laughs> Nothing's unlocked in yeah, betting. If it yeah. was unlocked, the, the the house never loses. I know locks, yeah. but I don't know fighting, so it's like I couldn't judge it for myself. But uh, right, you just trusted this guy, and now you know. Yeah, this yeah. This guy yeah, doesn't yeah. know shit about fighting. <laughs> no, no, he no, did, no, he no, he, he admitted he didn't either. But he was uh, like, "It's passed along for me." But I was like, "All right, that's one I strike." I guy. put it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard from a kung fu master. He that's said, how they always go, though. I don't know. Do yeah. you, you don't sport. You don't follow sports, so you don't gamble. Not at all too much. Sports either. But it's always like, oh, you know, I know a guy that's a security guard for the fucking uh, stadium and he said that you know they someone pulled the fire alarm in their hotel last night so you know stuff like that yeah I followed baseball in the late 90s okay when I was young that was I was really into it like Padres 98 yeah Padres are like dope again I don't know you should get back apparently into it. yeah yeah you gotta apparently get back into it they're gonna be good but I think they're cursed I think I don't know I mean I think they're gonna be fucking in the world series I think the Dodgers are you think gonna, they're gonna be, be better than the Dodgers yeah they are I think I really do I really think, like, the Dodgers are so good. Maybe and, this like, is the year I get back into it. They kind of exported some pl- really good players, too. Like, 
that were kind of like core, not core guys, but I, I found them to be like the heart. They lost a few guys, but um, yeah, the Padres. Do the, the Padres up. have a heart though, or do they just have a good team? Dude, they've got like one of the biggest players. superstars in the world right now, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. What position is he? I don't. I'm see. I'm just learning baseball. Like I'm uh-huh. like two years deep. He's like I think a third baseman or a shortstop. I believe he's a shortstop. One of the two, but he's like electric. He, I mean, wow. he hits home runs. He's right, like I'm he's on the cover watch. of uh, this year's MLB The Show. He's like MLB uh, The Show is that a video game? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He just it was just announced he's on the cover and uh, yeah in a Padres like, uniform. Oh yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's he's the uh, last year he hit four home runs on a team and they like were mad that he was like. Almost like participation trophy shit. Like they were like, "You're spoiling the game." Oh, he had a bad because they were no. He was amazing, and they oh. were like up seven to two or something like that, and it was uh-huh. like the eighth inning. Oh, they were. He, oh, I did hear about that. Yeah. He hit a home run, and they're like, "That's bad sportsmanship." Yeah, and he like flipped his bat and was like dancing and shit and like running around, and they were like, "That's bad sportsmanship and shit." That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Dumbest bad shit ever. Sportsmanship yeah. in baseball, but it made him like a folk hero, and everyone's like, "Fuck yeah!" All the real fans like it do you know what i mean all the dork fans fucking think it's stupid you know (laughs) sportsmanship yeah there's fucking sports right what is this golf or i don't even know what's fucking fucking even in golf what's a what's a sports what's a what's the most sportsman Uh, sport like one with a lot of decorum yeah would probably be golf yeah but then baseball is all sanctimonious about their fucking bullshit decorum too the least i guess the least sportsman sport is hockey yes but they they have their dumb bullshit heritage rules too that you're like fuck off with that and they well they try to ruin more of their heritage i guess because they're trying to get rid of fighting and yeah i'm still to be honest i'm still surprised that fighting is allowed in hockey it's exciting i get it got views but has nothing to do with the game of hockey so it has it has things i don't want to like bore you with trying to explain it it, but it's like there are it's it's a i like it it's like a momentum shifter It, it, it doesn't have anything to do with the scoring or anything like that but it has to do with like the momentum or like basically beating the spirit of another team too but like that's it's symbolic all theory sure of course and also if you got if you get beat up that wouldn't that's, it might it wouldn't really beat my spirit it would motivate oh i got to we got to beat them Fuck that could these happen guys. too but yeah. that's a that's a variable as well and it's also like um a way to like police kind of things like you see a lot of superstars today in hockey get drilled like with dirty hits or like get injured by dirty hits and things like that these guys would make sure that you didn't fuck with your right superstars, i was you know listening I mean? to a podcast maybe you know the story they used to have that i know this position's kind of dead in hockey but they used to have teams would just have these big guys yeah the enforcer yeah the enforcer that weren't that good they would right. just basically go and start fights and, yeah usually and a check fourth people. line winger or center or like a yeah. defenseman or something like i guess it wasn't really a defenseman usually like a, a winger or it something was just some was. big guy who wasn't that good of a hockey right player. you'd call him up when you needed to like because you knew there was a pest on the other team or you knew there was a, they were going to yeah. be like a really physical team and that but, was a real position on nhl hockey team it still kind of is oh okay i heard it wasn't anymore but well i mean there it's like become minimized do you know right. what i'm saying like there's not it's not as like a you don't you can't go to a team and be like he's the enforcer like right. usually they can do something else now but too back then they had that right and there was a, a a year where as a joke on the radio these guys were like let's get the enforcer in the all-star game oh john scott john scott and yeah. they get him in the game and then he like the team fired him from the team former they buffalo didn't want, saber yeah. yeah they didn't want him to be in the, they didn't want him to like you know uh, make a joke out of the NHL. Well, the, the team didn't fire him then. He got cut like 
I, I don't know if he got cut right before then or if it was after then. The way he explained on the but podcast, he got cut because yeah. of politics because yes, they yeah. were mad that he was doing this. Yeah, yeah. But he goes to the All-Star game and he ended up having like a great game. He had a goal in it. I think he had a few goals. Yeah, yeah. It he was, was like, like the star of it. Yeah, yeah. I think he got MVP of it or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he got cut before it because of, yeah, because of that shit, huh? Fuck. It was such an interesting story. I was, it was so they should yeah, make, it, it they like should make a, a movie about that. They should. You're right. Yeah. That was like a real troll job, though, for sure. Like, yeah, I loved. I love shit like that. That yeah. was like the GameStop thing. Uh, but he almost. liked it and when he got trolled. Like he had a he was a good sport oh, about course. it. He was at first he was like, oh, they're gonna make fun of me, but then he's like, no, that'll be fun. I'm gonna be. But in at the, the same time, game. he's like, yeah. And who gives a fuck about an All Star game? The Pro Bowl's a bullshit thing. Yeah. All Star All Star games are supposed to be fun it's supposed to be fun yeah. so and what is the definition of an all-star like yeah the most goals blah 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 but like your biggest personalities and the brightest stars of your league should be there so that you can get more fans and you can engage in more you know and you want every your... team has to have someone i think so even so sometimes like a really dog shit team who doesn't have any real all-stars someone right. will still be on the all-star team that's interesting well yeah. i i know not for all sports i don't know if they or for were baseball to... that's how it was because I, I remember going yeah. up the padres are horrible <laughs> but there'd still be one padre in the all-star game because i could have swore the bills uh they would never there would be some years where they had zero pro bowlers i could think or they maybe yeah, would get maybe just it the must punter. not be for every sport maybe it would be like a special teams guy or something but san diego's curse nate kading great kicker would always choke yeah well san diego yeah the chargers were fucking way cursed for yeah. sure and padres have never won a world series they've been in no, twice never. Yeah, yeah that's true never swept won. by the yankees mm-hmm. yeah i dude i mean they're fucking this is the year dude i'm telling you <laughs> all right yeah all right well I'll, you maybe heard i'll get here. back into it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is Potter. like this is the good year to get back into them though is all i'm saying like, yeah no i think i will my brother has told me the same thing so yeah. i need to and i'm friends with one of the pitchers now oh dope um he uh he came to a i opened for theo on the road and oh he came yeah to what's his name clevenger our, yeah clevenger yeah so we hung out with him one night and then i hung out with him in san diego and i felt like the coolest guy he came to my show dude how psyched would he be to go for they're like we're trading you to san diego he's like fucking sick let's go yeah and then he gets injured which isn't good i'm sure right. he's bummed but now he's like getting paid millions of dollars to just be injured which right i mean even pretty, if he wasn't injured cool. he might have if he wasn't injured they might have gone further in the playoffs last season right yeah because they took him out for like two innings yeah it's crazy um, yeah he came to my show at acc and, and I had to put him on the guest list, and the whole staff was like, Ari knows Mike Clevenger on the Padre. I felt like uh, the coolest comedian. That's the sickest So he's shit. sitting in the audience laughing his ass off, and then after we're going out, this is in the middle of COVID, and so we go to a bar, but everything's closed because of COVID, and the owner knew him, and we just had, like, the whole bar to ourselves. Oh, Me, that's him, dope. And he, I, I won't even tell, say who yeah. we were with, but it was it was the dopest night. I was like, man, I'm... I'm here with the king of San Diego. That's awesome. Yeah. He had a he doesn't give a fuck about COVID, obviously, right? He That's got in trouble from yeah, one yeah. of his, from not the Padres, but the previous team. Yeah, the, he like the went Indians. out and partied or yeah. something. That's why he, he got, got traded. Him and yeah. him and Prolisek or whatever that guy's name is, uh the other pitcher that they ended up keeping. But yeah, I mean, and then he's like, Oh, you're gonna trade me to San Diego? Boo hoo. Like <laughs> I have to leave fucking dumb Cleveland to go to San Diego. Yeah, to Diego. go to the most beautiful city, yeah, yeah, the yeah, best yeah. weather in the world. He's probably <laughs> That talk about failing upwards. Yeah, right. So it's like, yeah, I'm sure he was super bummed and out. And got a Cleveland. dope contract too. Yeah, exactly. Like his first big contract. And he's on a on a rocket ship. Team and on now. a great team. Yeah, yeah and on a better instead team. of on a team dismantling yeah. itself right now. So that's Indians pretty sick. Fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you fucked up. Indians. Ohio or whatever Holy you're gonna call shit. yourself, the spiders oh, yeah. or some shit. They're changing then. Is that yeah. a for sure thing? For sure, yeah. Man, the PC. 
I don't culture. even. It's like another thing where it's just like, why are we? Why we care about the? I mean, is that fixing the racism? Well, like, you know what I how mean? many? Like, how many Native Americans? What percentage of Native there Americans are, give a fuck? About there are that? ones that do. Yeah, and but it's how? Like, what's like two? I don't you know. know. It can't be that many. I, it can't be ones that have jobs and care and like trying to put food on their tables. But uh, you know, it's these societies. First off, how many Native Americans, pure Native Americans, are even left in the world? <laughs> I don't know. It's like there's a bunch up in where I'm from. There was like a bunch of reservations uh, up where I used to live. So like you'd go to like south to one or north to one just to buy cigarettes because they'd be super cheap or go get gas or something. But uh, I don't know what the per- – that's so true. Like how many people are – If anything, it raises awareness to sadly – and I'm not saying that they deserve to be killed off by the white America <laughs> 200 years ago or whenever yeah. that was. But sadly, that happened. Right. And right now, there's very few of them. The ones that are left are on Indian reservations running casinos and there's all these shitty stereotypes. Uh, if anything, the chiefs, the Indians, they bring awareness and history to America and to children coming up. Yeah, oh, the, who are the Indians? The who are the chiefs? don't get any flack, do they? Because it's like a position. I don't and know. I what, think what was the football team that changed their name? The Redskins. Red, yeah, Redskins. Like yeah. all those things. Like are they slightly uh, ancient terms, that uh, dated terms that are a little offensive? Yeah. But I just think there's more good to them than bad. I don't even think that it's – I think it's just so innocuous that it's like we could – instead of arguing about these fucking dumb team names, we could be – like the NFL putting like end racism in the end zone. Like, Oh, my god! Did it do it? You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's not going to – and I get it. Like it's nice that they want to like show some sort of uh, uh, symbolism and like – side with this movement or whatever but at the end of the day it's like you're gonna just take it off your helmets and end zone next season and guess what there will still be racism yeah so like what did what was all this performative horse shit all about racism anyway? like yeah obviously bad how many racists do you know yeah i mean Real i racist. don't i don't it's better than it's ever been and it's getting better each year yeah but even at the end of the day if it it's it's not going to be over by putting it in no. the fucking end zone of yeah, a football. Yeah, you think do you think anyone's going to be like, huh? I never thought about that. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, you know what? If the NFL is not anti-racism, I'm anti-racism. <laughs> like, how many minds did you change? Exactly, and it's like it's all it does is just go to like to people. What the fuck? You know what I mean? It's just kind of like a jarring, and it's not bringing up any more conversations. It's just performative horseshit. Like, if you want to do something to end racism, NFL, like fucking uh, donate some of your bazillions of dollars to <laughs> marginalized communities. Gross, you for real. I mean? Yeah, you yeah. Know? Take the, the amount of money you had to buy all those new uniforms and donate it to Black Lives Matter or yeah, some, some charity. Right. Like if, or like, you know, take care of the, uh, the black athletes that you fucking throw to the curb after their <laughs> careers are over and they're walking around, they can't remember their own fucking name and they're putting guns to their fucking heads. You know what I'm saying? Like take care of those fucking people and show us that those black lives matter before you fucking. Same thing. It's in girls, Tinder bios though. That's a big is it in That's there? That's a big annoyance, pet peeve of mine. You'll see it in a girl's Tinder bio. If you're a racist, swipe left. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of racists hey, looking guy at like, your well, Tinder. I do hate Chinese. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. Oh, not for me. And like, yeah, because uh, yeah, here's the thing: no racist ever thinks they're racist either. <laughs> by the way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, unless they're unless they're straight up in the KKK. Right. They're unless not... they're proud of it. You yeah. know what I mean? And they're bragging about. And I, in how again? You asked where? Do you know any of them? And I don't, uh, fortunately, but I know I know that there are they, yeah, ones they exist, out there. Yeah. yeah, 
I don't think that they are. There's pockets of racism, sure. And I understand that that's not uh, the cl- the clean cut and dry. Uh, definition of racism like there's stuff that people can do that there's just like innate in them that can be racist but it's like there it's I don't consider that ill will like they could be like convinced like hey man like that was this or that and they could change their ways it's not like they're intentionally hurting people you know what I mean yeah it's uh it's 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 hilarious I always find it funny when it's like on the it's like are they going to keep end racism in the end zone forever? Because, like, it seems like something that's weird to just sw- get rid of. You know what I mean? At what point have we beat racism? That's what, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. when, that's what I mean. So it's like you got to keep that in there right. until you make sure it's over. Otherwise, you're George W. Bush on the fucking battleship with Mission Accomplished. Yeah. Is racism only over when there's zero racists left on the planet? Because <laughs> I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't think it's possible. So in my mind... It's a good goal. Good. I, I don't yeah. mind it being a goal. You know what I mean? Like maybe we can make it a goal. I don't know how we're going to accomplish it, but I do know that having those words in the end of the end zone in football isn't going to be the thing that gets us over the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'd be curious to know how – I would love to have like a mini documentary made by the NFL of people that they've changed from racist to not racist. I'd like to see it. it. Let's do an audit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's find out. You know, I want to see – Their marketing team should go out, interview people <laughs> who go, I was racist, but then I saw the end zone. I wouldn't say Breonna Taylor's name until I saw on the back of Richard Sherman's helmet. <laughs> Could you make a mockumentary yeah. of that? Of, yeah. people, of people who are like, listen, I was going down a bad path and then I was watching the Redskins game and I realized this isn't okay. The problem yeah. with Breonna Taylor, what it'll, happened to her, it'll it's woken not me. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I just think it's so wild, like those things and like, you know, all, all these people want, most of them, uh, black people, I, I think, you know, judging from what they're saying, and I'm trying to listen, is that they just don't want cops to kill them anymore. And I think that's good. Yeah. But I don't think naming a street Black Lives Matter way or avenue or something is that. They're just like, no, 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 you don't have to change the street names. Just have the cops stop murdering us. That'd yeah, we're changing cool. the yeah. names of, like, that elementary school down there was named, like, Thomas Jefferson something. And yeah. Yeah, they're changing the names. And, and they're shit. like, yeah, they're like, that's cool. Thank you. But like, you know, how about like we do the other, the, the thing we're talking about instead? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you, um, you moved here. Yeah. Three years ago. Mm-hmm. You're working in office jobs. So you're not, at this point, you are not a working I was, comedian. Well, I moved, I was on the road. Like I did the road back home. Um, I'm just a middle act or whatever. In in Buffalo, were you still in out Buffalo, of Buffalo or were you in New yeah. York City? Okay, no, I was Buffalo. out of Buffalo, and I was just doing. What clubs. made you go to LA as opposed to New York City? Just because New York's so much closer. Well, would have been a way. I was going move. to New York once in a while, uh-huh. and I was doing shows there. I was past at like Eastville or something like that, but I wasn't like. You weren't killing the game. I wasn't killing the game, and I was doing the road, which was like paying some money. I was doing fire halls and all that bullshit, and. I just I was working with a bunch of people, but I worked with Tom Segura in like 2013, mm-hmm. and then I started doing his dates with him, and then. Um, but you so when you you opened for him a few times, was it just he you know he wasn't bringing his own opener? Yeah, so you it was just by random. The club and you became friends. I, yeah, it was my home then, club that I worked at all the time. They just passed me to middle from MC. Like I had MC'd for like two years. How does that happen? Just because I don't have I've gone on the road with people and feature at these clubs. Yeah, I've kind of skipped that step somehow. Right. How does so? Are you just one day you have a great opening set and they go, "Hey, you're ready to feature." Well, like, it's kind of like a, 
It's like uh, I consider it like a sports team, actually, almost like if you have a manager who who cares mm-hmm. and who gives a shit, they're paying attention to the people in especially a smaller scene like Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You only have so many comics. You have a pool of like maybe 30 people. Uh-huh. And they're paying attention to seeing who's trying, who's like really like doing it. And um they want to like you know harvest the scene, so they then give you work and they want yeah you know, it benefits like, them to have good opening acts right exactly so i was i i had been doing it for from 2008 2012 there was no club in buffalo and so i was doing what i could where i could there was a couple open mics i was driving like to rochester erie pa to do their clubs or whatever starting to MC at those places and then when the club opened up in buffalo they already knew me and like knew i could MC. like i was MCing right out of the gate they knew you from those others Clubs, yeah, like the, they were comedy and fans, the people yeah. that the woman who was booking it was actually like a buffalo, former Buffalo, like uh, Booker or whatever. So gotcha. she knew who I was, what I was doing, and so I right I, I did the first weekend there, um, did a bunch of weekends hosting, and then like a year and a half maybe I guess it was because it was 2013. Um, that's but you're when, six years in a comedy at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when they were like, oh, you can start middling the helium clubs or whatever and when this happened were you like about damn time or were you just like cool no i was yeah. i was like su- sweet because i had filled in here and there they knew uh. i had the material i was coming to the open mic i basically lived there you know i was yeah. doing guests because like uh i was on the radio so comics would come through and they'd see me and we'd hang out or whatever and then they'd be like they'd see me at the club they're like do you want to do a guest set and i'd be like sure so the club knew i had like enough jokes to do a middle set and stuff like that so um I had just gotten past, and then it was my first weekend, full weekend middling that I worked with Tom. And he was, uh, you know, I think he just was about to have his first Netflix special come out, or it had just come out Uh um, at the time. So he wasn't like, you know, the Tom he is now, where he's like selling out. Sure, he he was on the ups, but he wasn't a theater, a selling out theater. Exactly. So he didn't bring anybody with him, and I was the middle, and I forget who emceed it or whatever, but... um, you know, it was I've I've worked with guys, I won't say any names, but I've worked with guys that like I fucking had the best weekends with where we're like hanging out, we're partying, we're going to lunch, everything. We give each other numbers, blah blah blah. You know, I'm driving them around and then like you don't hear from them ever again. Sure. Or they like I've even had one guy in particular who I moved out here and he acts like he doesn't even know who I am. And I'm like, dude, we like hung out for like four days. Like, how do you do that? To a per, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, the first like the the first part I get because sometimes you know it's a whole. And this isn't world. even a big comic, by the way. This is like a guy that's like <laughs> a low level headliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I get the part where like I've met plenty of people where I just don't talk to them once I leave the city. But it's not like I just don't think about it because I'm in my own world. It's not like a, if they text no, me, it's not sure, like I'm yeah. ignoring them. But yeah, when they move here, they're like, "Hey, what's up, man?" When then, you see then to them, big time, then. and they're like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Be big You're time. like, "What are you talking about?" But um. Yeah, so I mean, but when I worked with Tom, it wasn't like we had this like magical like friendship immediately. Like it was just like a cool weekend. Yeah, like, we yeah. had a good time together or whatever. And then he like DM'd me about another date in Orlando. And at the time, I had never like flown to do comedy. I was just driving like Pennsylvania, you know, Canada a little bit, you know, places around New York State. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck yeah. So I went down there and then after that he had me come to another one and then eventually he goes, uh, you don't have to pay for your, your travel anymore. And I was Because like, he was oh making a lot more money. Well yeah, because so he, he was, was like starting to sell out. Yeah. So like I was like, Oh my god. And like it was like theaters now. Yeah. You know, his own gigs. So like it's his shit just went skyrocketed and he had one tour, a theater tour 
where he was like, hey, man, um, if you move to L.A., I can put you on all the dates for this one tour. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to move then. Yeah. So that's why I moved to L.A. Gotcha. As that's, opposed so that's to, incredible. But then, so if you were, you moved to L.A., yeah. like a, a theater act moves to L.A., you're obviously stoked. Yeah. You're like, wow, it's happening. I'm moving to L.A. I'm going on this theater tour. Yeah. Shit's crazy. What what made you get the office job? You just, well, it wasn't enough. Nothing was promised beyond that, that one tour. tour. Yeah. So like I knew I had like kind of a deadline, but I knew I was going to make enough money where I could get like my feet planted, and then I'll just get a job, and then I'll just like make my way around L.A. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Start to do sets around here, get seen around here a little bit more, and yeah, just see I, what happens. I don't. Uh, maybe we're just in different circles because uh, I'm in no I circle. That's I don't the see you around. Problem. Yeah, like that's you, the shitty was part. Was there any club you went to? I went to the Improv a lot, and I okay. went to. To um, the comedy store, but like I never felt like at place at those or like um, what's the word like comfortable like just chilling there because especially the comedy store because I like had it in such it's a, a little intimidating I like revered it and I didn't want to like people to be like this guy's trying to hang out at a place that he's not past or whatever you know what I mean so I kind of like wait till I was invited so to speak and like Red Band was always cool about that and like Tony and um, like those guys were always like come hang out or come do this show or whatever. So like that made me feel like invited by them, you know, mm. but I wouldn't like just go walk in there and be like, what's up? And you know you what I'm saying? And you weren't doing potluck on Mondays or anything I, like I that, was at first uh-huh. and then I got that office job and I went for like six months. I did. I, I signed up for potluck and I never gotcha. got on, Damn. but, um, Cutthroat yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, I just never got on it. It's funny because if you had just said to Tom, "Hey, can you get me on potluck?" You I would been never on every do that. Yeah, I know. I would, I, but I would never. I would just like. But you know what the sad part is? It's like I get that mentality because I had I signed up for the first six months I was in LA. I signed up twice. It was twice a week then. Oh, okay. And because I, I moved here in 2012, and I was going every week. And I saw the politics happening of like, you know, the same few people were making on potluck each time. They obviously were getting hooked up in some right. fashion because it's supposed to be random. But I never wanted to play that game. I was like, one day they're going to pick me random and it's going to go, you know, I was like, I'm going to sure. let my talent shine. But then after six months of signing up twice a week and not getting up, I was like, this shit's rigged. Gotta, this shit's rigged to the bones. Yeah. So I ran some shitty bar show. And I just started booking the door guys at the time at the comic store. And lo and behold. Look at that. I'm starting to be, I'm moving down the potluck <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was weird. It's like a weird thing, like um, like going there and having people recognize me from like the podcast or whatever. And then being like not, pa- like, you know what I yeah. mean, not past there, which is totally fine. I totally get why I'm not, like, I'm totally fine with waiting. Like, I always just said, like, it'll happen when it happens. And I'm not like gonna sweat it and yeah, like yeah. even like the, right before covid it's so wild like the improv i i did a show at the improv where like my agent set it up where like you just i just wanted to like see if i could sell how many tickets i could sell because i was about to go on the road and i just want to like test the water so i did the lab mm-hmm. at the improv my agent set it up and i sold it out it's incredible and that's a hard thing to do in la yeah and then like, so, like don't, people don't realize they go oh yeah you sold out a show like L.A. And a, at a comedy I mean, I club, don't live there's here. so I don't know many anybody comedians here. and entertainers. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like a. It wasn't like my friends came. I don't have any friends here, or family, mm-hmm. or anything like that. So it was awesome. But like then I was like, well, how can I just get like a midnight set <laughs> at yeah. the Improv like once in a while? Like, yeah. and they were like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I never was passed by them. So I would start going to. I started going to the open mics and putting my name on the thing. And like the door guys and everybody like knew who I was. They're like, you can just get up if you want. 
And I was like, no, let her, if she wants to put me up, she'll draw me or whatever. Like, let it be the bucket. I forget what yeah. it is, but it's like a bucket. And I and I just would sit there, and sometimes I wouldn't go up. And they'd be like, do you, you sure you don't want to just <laughs> – and I was like – I do want to go up, but I don't. I I feel sick inside, like jumping it. Like you know what I'm I saying. I think like, you got to jump it. Well, this is what I'm saying. Here's yeah. my point, though. Yeah, but if, I like your attitude. Here's my yeah. point. Like if if this open mic set is my make or break to getting past, like no, who gives not. a fuck? Right. I saw out the fucking lab. That should have been the make or break. Like this right. open mic set. Like I'm not gonna just just to like dance like for this. Oh, ninety percent of the people who are passed at the improv, me included, I did not get passed from the uh, the open mic. I was put on a show by a bigger right. comic and, you know, a few, enough times, did good enough times where the booker's like, oh, yeah, Ari's funny. Yeah, he should be on the avails list. I thought just showing yeah. my face there would be, like, proof that's like, hey, I would like to be passed. Right. And maybe, I mean, like I said, COVID happened and maybe I would have been a, at some point down the road. I got passed yeah, at the other improvs so. before I got passed anywhere else. Right. Uh, here, like right when I first moved here, because they're like road clubs, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so it was exactly. like easier to get passed by that. And I didn't realize that wasn't associated with the Hollywood one. Right. They're all, the same company owns them, but that's. Yeah, but they're run by bookers. the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, cool. I'm in with the. And they kept giving me sets all like, you know, Brea, Irvine, Ontario. I was like, hey, man. The Those are more fun anyway. They pay more and you get more time. Totally. I love. The shows are better. And they're like I said, they're like doing the road. That's yeah. why I love them. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, hey, this one's two miles from my house. I think I can get, like, a midnight set once in a while <laughs> just to fuck around, like, during the week. But uh, they're like, oh, that's a different holder. I was like, oh, fuck. So then I had to try and figure that out. But, um, yeah, I try not to use Tom for that kind of thing. No, uh, and I get that. I, you don't, you know. I would hope just my, like, also, working with him, like, because I, I, I had a, I've done some sets at the comedy store, like, those um main room shows a couple of them and i remember uh -huh. like skylar stone used to do a show there yeah and um he had tom on it and it was right when i moved here and tom's like why don't you come hang out and i'd never been like backstage of the comedy store i've barely even been to the comedy store i've maybe been there twice or something and i felt so weird i'm like am i allowed to come back here he's like yeah and he's like it's not a big deal so like i'm in the back and like two jamie kennedy and steve-o didn't show up uh-huh so Skyler in front of me to Tom goes, can he do five minutes? <laughs> and you're just like, fuck you. And I was just sitting <laughs> yeah. there like, I'm not going to say anything, but Tom's right. like, yeah, he opens for me on in theaters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so he's like, okay. And then he like had me do, uh, he, he said, do, do five to 10. But then he like came up to me right before my set. He's like, actually, they're not here yet. Go till you see the light. And I've never been on stage in the <laughs> I love how he goes, can he do five to... Now it's Which like is infinity. almost like a pro move. Yeah. yeah. Like you have to be pro to be like, I'm just going to go up there an indefinite amount of time. Oh, I couldn't. Yeah. That was like the worst. So then I'm like, oh my God. And it's your first time. You're, you're nervous just being yeah. at the comedy store and you're like, so I'm going to go up indefinite. Okay. And I don't know where the fucking light but is. But you can't... You can't Say these insecurities because then they're going to take it away. Yeah, I just nod. You so know? you just go, yep, no problem. And in your head, you're like, fuck. Dude, I go out. I'm like throwing heat like in the beginning like because I'm thinking <laughs> I'm going to do five minutes. So I'm just like, I'm going to come out there just fucking like, whoop, whoop, and then I'm just lost because I was just pulling shit out of the sheath, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know when I'm, how long I'm supposed to go. So I'm not going to like do a big dismount here because I don't know when it's going to fucking end. I'm right. trying to get. You're literally up there and in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So That's it's like, I'm just kind of like, and then I get off. Finally, the light comes on. I get off. I look at my thing. I was up there for 20 minutes and I was like, <laughs> Pretty, Jesus Christ. Like such the worst scenario to do 20 but so cool that your first time going up is in the main right. room 20 on like a killer show it was amazing yeah, yeah. it was like uh 
an unbelievable, it was at the end, it was like very late or whatever, but it's like still amazing main room. Yeah. I walked out of there like floating. It was unbelievable. It was, just, yeah. So that was incredible. When but, I was, uh, I used to host Comedy Juice a lot. Yeah. Have you, have I've, you heard I've of that heard show, of it, right? Com- yeah. yeah. It used to be, when I moved here, Comedy Juice was the show to get on. It was at the Hollywood Improv on Wednesdays and it was like Tosh would drop in Aziz all the just hitters and it was sold out packed every weekend every comic would go and hang out at the improv on wednesday night just to it was the spot to hang it was the spot to be seen and maybe you'll get on the show blah 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 so i get on the show and i'm doing it's a it's not they have a few shows so i'm not doing the hollywood one i'm doing a different one and joe rogan's on it and i'm hosting and they're like joe rogan's running late so just go up there and you know go on until he gets here Ugh. and i'm like a new comedian i had Ten, let's say 10 12 minutes and i you know i was it was okay 10 or 12 but that's all i had so i'm going up there i run through my 10 or 12 and now i'm doing the b-sides you know like, <laughs> yeah. like jokes that were whatever or old jokes that were about shit like yeah. literally shitting yeah. like just bad <laughs> hacky jokes yeah because i'm just buying time and joe rogan comes in and he's watching me for a few minutes oh and i don't even know that really i'm just like okay so i close on this joke about a girl taking a shit in my bathroom and and then after that he's really nice and he comes up to me and he goes he's like giving me notes and tags and telling me not to do that shit story <laughs> in my head i want to be like dude uh Normally i, was, I, wouldn't I, do I it, don't but... do those jokes it was just like and he's my hero yeah, you know, yeah. especially at the time new comic and i was like ugh. That's a, the worst. Dude, I had a right before COVID hit, I was in Vegas with Tom and Rogan like came to one of the shows and just stood on the side and watched me and I could like see him. Yeah, you know, you it see was his like, shadow or you feel his presence. Yeah, and it was yeah, like yeah. and he was so nice afterwards and it like made me almost like cry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was fucking like it's like uh you know, I don't even if you don't you have to understand the scale, even if you're not a fan of like what that means you know what i'm saying like it's like a uh god like touched your head like you know what i'm saying like it's, it's fucking weird wild. there's certain people like i'm not a kiss ass type i'm not a no, yeah. networker i don't go out it's not like i go there to the comic store and try and meet certain people but there's certain people who you know if they snap their fingers and like you can make all your dreams come true yeah it's wild i mean so, I'm, I'm living it almost you know like it's uh and and like when i go to the comedy store other comics do 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 not know me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I sit there. Right, like, they don't I would like to them to know me. Uh, you know, I, I sit there. I drink beer. I've done that. I can't tell you how many times I've sat on the patio and just like kind of stared off and smoked like a pack of cigarettes and been like, <laughs> well, I'm out of cigarettes now. And then I just go home after drinking like 10 beers or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I've just stood there and I'll run to somebody and, you know, you see at open mics or something like that. But yeah, I, I would like run around to mics and stuff when I wasn't getting passed and stuff like that. People are like, you're on your mom's house. Why are you at this uh, open mic under the turnpike? <laughs> it's you know so I mean? weird. Like, LA is like the most humbling place in the yeah. comedy scene. But I, and I was like happy about it. I mean, like I don't feel like I should be on anything special or whatever. I'm like, this is what I normally would be doing. You know what I mean? So Right. So when did you get to quit that um, the office job? I quit it once the studio started up and then I could work at the studio. So once Tom was like, I'm going to start a studio. Do you want to work there? And I was like, Fuck, obviously, yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he knew I, like, was working at that job or whatever. And um, so, yeah, I, I just was, like, 
all aboard the second that he and I quit that job probably two months prior than I should have because I was just so sick of it. Yeah. But I should have probably waited a little bit longer to quit that <laughs> I, job. Well, in retrospect, yeah, it I know. Out. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. I knew it yeah. would be fine, but it was like, you know, you look back, you're like, oh, you could have worked a couple more months there and got a <laughs> couple extra that. bucks in your pocket. Dude, I don't work any shitty job unless I have to. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't do anything shitty unless I have to. I, I'm not money driven. So if it's not something I want to do, I'm. Only going to do that if I can't pay the rent yeah. that month. See, that's something. what's shitty. I am. I'm not money driven in terms of like, I just want enough to like live uh, an adequate adult life, <laughs> you know. And so far, I've I've yet to like hit that mark. I was this year. This year was really going to. That's why I'm so angry about because you were going to headline more this year. Yeah, well, I had yeah. like a whole tour, and it was fucking booked, and the contracts were there, and everything. Well, just, just a little gone. delay. It'll still happen. Yeah, now it's like uh, a waiting game, you know, because it's like I could go out and do some shows, but it's like, do I want to blow my load in a place where it's a like, half capacity, yeah. half money show? No, I say wait, but yeah, but certain people different. I get it. I mean, if you want to go out and do it, but like I'm, I, I, I'm trying to like get this hour going, and then like shoot it and stuff, and I don't want to like blow it. You know what I mean? I want people to like see it when it's like, you know, time. You know, well, you, I waited this long. I might as well. I'm not going to fucking do it in go, dumb oh, I COVID. Agree. You know? I agree. If so, if you're, let's say, because it seems like it's happening, you're going to be touring, headlining a lot. Would you still open? Do the opening shows? Or you? I think, would for Tom and stuff if he wanted me to. Yeah, if, talk, if, 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 a, if a headliner that I like loved and respected wanted me to, I would do it 100. percent I don't. I don't think it diminishes headlining at all in any way especially if it's in a larger venue than what you're like if i'm doing clubs and a theater act wants me to open for them of course i'm going to if a if a person like i mean i would even open for yeah like a headliner who's like a friend of mine for sure i wouldn't have any problems with that um what about if uh, i wouldn't do it if it was like taking up a weekend where i could be otherwise headlining got it you know what i mean like uh yeah unless it paid more you know (laughs) I mean, now, I am money driven in that sense, you know. Right, right, right. What if a club asked you to just do a local feature set or a, a I still feature, spot? Yeah. Would you'd still do it? Yeah, I still like. I'd still middle at all the improvs around here. Uh, in a second, I I was about to. I had a date headlining Brea, mm-hmm. and I had just middled like th- back in March, like a month before when it was supposed to. Ha- it was supposed to happen in April, and I middled like right in March. I don't mind doing it at all. Yeah, I no. like it. It's middling is cherry. Like it's the fucking. Oh, Sounds like it. you have zero ego whatsoever. I don't have any yeah. ego. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. I want to talk to you in like ten years when you're a theater act and see. If no, it, I don't. Dude, it will changed. be impossible. No, there's <laughs> no no chance of getting because an ego. I fucking hate myself. So there's no chance that I'll ever like. I fucking. I, I, I think people with egos hate themselves even more. Yeah, but they don't like acknowledge it and they don't stare in the mirror and really like reiterate it th- to themselves. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they're not open about it. They're, they're not comfortable <laughs> yeah, with their yeah. feelings. Yeah, exactly. They hate themselves so much they can't admit it. Right. Right, they're overcompensating for the fact that they hate themselves, whereas I am just like digging in, baby. It's it's my bread and butter, actually. It's how I've gotten here. <laughs> it's hating myself. So <laughs> humble, hate himself, man. Is there anything uh, in your life that you need help with or advice on? Oh, everything, dude. I mean, I need to fucking. Grow, I need to grow up, man. Like I <laughs> yeah. fucking. I've never made over thirty four thousand dollars in my life. Really? In a year, Tom needs to pay you more at the studio. Then. Well, it's starting to get better, you oh, know, yeah, like okay. nowadays. But um, we'll see. Like every year is getting I better. I you were making. But, I this is just you know a yeah. guy who doesn't know you. I assumed you made like a hundred grand last year. What, from doing what though? Just working at the, your mom's house. But I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, the fact that I made any money doing 
anything or like that I did there was is insane to me. You know what I mean? I just but like, figured dude, there's I enough don't, money floating around. We're like, hey, let's. Yeah, I mean, there is for me to have a paycheck for literally doing nothing sometimes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's fucking bananas. Like, I yeah. get to like consult on a bit or something once in a while, and it's like, but now I have my what own about, show. Yeah, you're, I was going to ask you. So, how did the, your podcast come about? You're obviously friends with Tom. You open for him. You're headlining on your own. You're, you're making yeah. appearances on his podcast and the other podcast. Well, one day where they just like. Do you want to do a podcast? It was always like kind of part of the plan when the studio started. It was like, you know, we'll see how it goes. Like, I think he wanted to see like how good I was at podcasting or whatever and see if I could even do anything in terms of content or what have you. So it was kind of like a kick the tires thing when I first started working there and then doing like little bits on his show and stuff like that, pop-ins. And then... You know, he he did say to me at one point, he's like, you know, down the road, we'll get you your own show on here and stuff like that once we expand a little bit. And so back when, I don't remember, it was it, it, it was starting to get talked about like prior to COVID. Uh-huh. We just couldn't figure out like an angle or maybe I have a co-host or something. It was just getting bandied about. And then during COVID, I just said, fuck, fuck it. Like, if I'm going to do it, I'll just do it by myself. And like, I don't want to rely on finding a dynamic with somebody and... I'm not going to put a fucking niche on it. We were also trying to figure out, like, is it about something? Is there a theme? Is there a... Right. And I was like, fuck that. Like, I'm just going to do, feel it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And see how it goes. And if people like it, they like it. And if I flame out, I fucking flame out. You know (laughs) what I mean? So... Do you handle criticism well? Yeah, I don't care. I mean, if people hate me... Because I'm sure you get some haters. Everyone does. All the time, yeah. yeah. And, And... I don't even know. I couldn't tell you what my exact criticisms were because I I try I try not to like read. Here's the thing that I do. I don't read any of it. Like if it's good, if someone's like I love this about what you did or that, I treat it the same way as I treat a shitty comment. Whereas I just go like you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, it's nice that you think that, but you don't really know what you're talking about. And that's what I feel like everyone's opinions on art is all in any totally, capacity it's all subjective. so like everybody laughing at the shows and stuff like that they don't fucking know if they're laughing like i know if it's good or not in my you're brain you're all sheep yeah you yeah like, even for laughing at me like you know what i'm saying like i don't know there's jokes where i'm like i know why they laugh at that and they fucking shouldn't and it makes me, you know what i mean like stuff like <laughs> that's that, a but. bad joke and you guys ate it up <laughs> yeah 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 exactly dude my hat like everyone has that hacky joke i look like so and so and so and so and i have one of those and every time i have to do it because someone for whatever reason and it kills i'm just like you guys suck yeah because yeah, i yeah. hate the joke yeah exactly <laughs> it, so you do shit like that and it's yeah. like ah you do a joke where you're just like well i knew that would save me and i feel like a fucking asshole yeah yeah it. exactly but like i don't hate the audience or anything like that but i just don't i just say to myself like like i love my mom but she doesn't know fucking what she she loves me f- too you know what i'm saying but she doesn't know what she's fucking talking about <laughs> she doesn't know anything about fucking show business she wants me to yeah you know she i think you're great yeah you don't want, you don't know what that means though so it's like so i treat positivity the same as negativity and that's just to sounds healthy i mean i don't know i don't find myself to be a healthy person but i uh, <laughs> no, you don't <laughs> i mean you're not unhealthy person but definitely i'm not you're like, not like a positive uh, i'm not egotistical but yeah. i'm also not fucking uh you know, I try not to be like, woe is me or anything like that. But okay. uh, So you need help growing up. Um, yeah, like I just need help like being an adult. Do you like, have a lot of willpower? No. I, that's, see, that's the hard part for me. I feel like growing up takes a lot of willpower. Like, for example, me, I think i am been watching way too much porn lately. Yeah. And I know the solution. Stop watching porn for a while. Cut down. Yeah. 
But then it's like you need the willpower to do that. Yeah, my willpower is I know, like I too much junk food. lack of motivation, I guess. Like um, I don't want to do anything I don't want to do. Do you know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, totally. I just won't Because do you're it. like, why? Yeah, for what? For what? People are like, you should do this. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But, wh- but what's going to make what's... me do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, dude, I fucking pandemic has really emphasized that whole thing like and made it way worse right i've been waking up at 11 or noon every day and i know i wake up and i feel kind of like a piece of shit i'm like you should wake up at 10 a.m at least you're sleeping yeah yeah i mean like i'll stay up for two days and then i'll sleep for two days or (laughs) i'll like it's all over the place man and i have no structure and like not having comedy that was like the one thing that like made me motivated I'd be like okay you're gonna get up and get on the subway and go to this fucking mic or whatever yeah and i would have the, the set to motivate me it's to do true. that now i'm like there's nothing i have to go to rite aid and i'm like nah <laughs> i just won't use soap for another day you know what i'm saying like <laughs> it's that bad it's yeah like and, fucking, you're, and you already don't eat yeah i don't have any reason to go i go outside i Dude, I don't even have the motivation sometimes to go smoke a cigarette. Sound, I don't even know your sexual habits. Sounds like you're watching too much porn, too. I do watch too That's much porn. That's why you're lacking motivation to do all these things. I don't think it's the porn, though. You're drained. I Yeah, I, it's it's the cum drained out of you. No, see, I feel Lowers like... your energy levels. I agree that that's a thing, but I don't feel Not like... Not for you. I don't feel like I... Um, I do over-masturbate, but it's like an anxiety thing. It's because right. of the fact that I am that way. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like if I had it's, – it's more of an effect than it is a cause, I feel like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sure, maybe it's cyclical, but it's like the lack of motivation makes me just get all like, I got to do something, and then I just jerk off because it's like <laughs> the only thing I can control in that moment. Do you know what I mean? That's so funny. I do know what you mean. Uh, we got one caller Ooh. that I'm going to play. Thank you for reposting that. Oh, yeah, no problem. I can't. I wonder oh, if people thought it was like fake. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, like, it's crazy. Uh, you know, I'm not famous or anything, but I have a Is few thousand. Is that your cell phone number that you just posted? No, no. It was, oh, okay. I made a number for the podcast. Oh, okay. A Google okay. Voice. Nice. Okay. Um, I know I'm not famous or have a large phone, but I have a few thousand followers yeah. that like my comedy or the podcast or whatever. You would think. One percent of them would leave a voicemail. People are scared to leave voicemails now because if I say text in a question for Josh, I'll get fifty questions. A hundred percent, dude. Yeah. I working in radio, I watched the downfall as social media started progressing. Our phone banks became less and less. Yeah, and it's so wild because people would rather text in or, like you said, like do like an AOL or whatever instant message thing we would have at the time than to speak to a person on the phone. But it's so much less fun. Like I think I might switch to just texting in, so I have more questions because for that segment of the show. Yeah. But man, playing a voicemail is so much more fun. To it me. is. So I, much w- more fun. I wish people would would. Uh, there's a call if you're out there. Leave just a voicemail call. into fun. the show. Leave give it a shot. Advice. You could be anonymous. Put a filter on your voice. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I wonder if they think their numbers are going to get doxxed or, or something. Or we'll make fun of them or something. Yeah. But, you know, we're only going to make fun of you if you suck. If you say something yeah, dumb. Yeah, if you're a dildo. And I don't uh, even know who you are, really. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey there, this message is for the one and only Josh Potter. Um, I recently got, um, well, let me backtrack. My ex-boyfriend gave me syphilis dumped me and then moved out of New York City without even telling me that he was moving or that he gave me syphilis. So um, I was wondering what advice you have for me and on how to confront this motherfucker and where I should go from here. 
Thank you, Josh. You bet I'm coming up in May. Tiff on me, beat me. I'm home here now. Nice. Things, what do you say? He's coming to your show in May? Oh no no no! That's our all. Those are all your mom's house sayings that he oh. said at the end. They're literally oh. all catchphrases. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't know what he said. Uh, um, man, that is a shitty. I I mean, like, do gay guys just beat the fuck? Like, if they get in fights, can you have domestic violence when you're a gay Good guy? Good question. Yeah, if a man like spousal man, uh, abuse is it spousal abuse if it's man on man? That's a good question. That's probably a really complicated. That's gonna be a very complicated issue as the as the gays spread their their uh, yeah cause sexuality it's like, to others. Yeah, when you think about it, like especially with five G making us more gay, we're gonna. I have don't to. think gays spread their sexuality <laughs> to others. Relax. I do think five G. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wonder about that though because it's like if if I'm if I'm the gentleman in the phone call uh who had that happen to him i'd beat the fuck out of my is syphilis i can't do that to my girlfriend who does that to me though is syphilis you have a girlfriend no no no. i'm saying if if i had had a girlfriend and she were to give me syphilis and then bailed is syphilis lifelong or is that a temporary no you get you get rid of syphilis that's like a so it's one of the good ones yeah that's a fine one okay she's gonna be fine in that regard so personally if he gave you syphilis and then bailed out of town first off did he know he gave you syphilis? Was that an intentional thing? Was he like, I have syphilis and I'm going to fuck this guy condom free and ditch out of town? Or maybe he didn't know he had syphilis. Who, who knows? You so know? you're playing devil's advocate. I'm on playing the devil's end of that. advocate. He's, I, mean, I feel listen, like they're related. No matter what, he's an asshole because yeah. he ditched town, he ghosted you. Right. But really, I mean, besides leaving him an angry voicemail or text, get this guy out of your life. Don't confront him, beat him up. Just. Move on. This guy sucks. No matter what the situation was, he sucks. Of it's course, yeah, with. you can move on for sure. Like yeah. that's well, that is the end end game of it all is just to forget about this person. It sucks that you have to um, endure syphilis for. At least he didn't give you AIDS. Exactly, or one of or like herpes or something. Yeah, like herpes. Herpes that lasts forever. Like you know. So, I mean, take care of the syphilis. Try and move on. But like I said, you're a guy and and he's a guy. You could also beat the shit out of him if you want to. I (laughs) think that's legal. Maybe you run into him at a bar, you smash a bottle over his head and walk out. Who knows? Yeah. But if you don't want to do that, uh, just the best revenge is to uh, get a hotter piece of ass on the next go around and flaunt it on your Instagram. But I would would assume that (laughs) the syphilis and the leaving were related because what else was the impetus for him? Uh, hightailing it out of town other than the fact that he was like oh fuck I'm giving people syphilis but they, it was his boyfriend I know but he, that yeah. means it's obvious see here's the thing about cheating oh on that your, he cheated yeah gotcha. exactly that is like it's uh, all I didn't think about that yeah you're pulling angle. the rug out when you when you give him an STD he cheated on you because it's like I, how else did you get this it's like I fucked I sat on a toilet seat yeah because you know, to like him saying hey I gave you sorry for giving you syphilis is him saying also sorry for cheating yes that I did not think of and it's like, uh, I mean, is there other ways we have, I, I should, I yes, should find this sucks. out. Like I've never, um, been plagued with having an STD. Thank the Lord. But, uh, knock on wood. Yes. No. Um, but I would imagine, and especially not one that I got from cheating on a girlfriend, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? So like, but I'd imagine that's a highly Googled searches. How could I get syphilis without, without sex? sex? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, yeah. He could, he could have been like, I was sharing Tattoo needles, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, how do you do it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you do it. But, uh, a blood transfusion, yeah, blood and transfusion. I got syphilis. Hey, there's no real way. You, no matter what he says, you wouldn't believe him, even if it was true. Even if he genuinely got syphilis from a non-sexual activity, you're not going to believe You wouldn't believe, believe it. it, yeah. Uh, yeah, that does add a complicated... Because I was thinking, like, okay, if I gave a girl... 
Okay, for example, I hooked up with this girl a year ago, and she calls me a week later, and she goes, hey, you should get tested for gonorrhea because I was just tested, and it was positive. Damn. Yeah, not a call you want to hear. Luckily, yeah. I did not get gonorrhea. But I was appreciative. Yeah. The, I wasn't mad at her. I wasn't like, why the fuck did you get, did you fuck me with gonorrhea? Like, she came at me as like, hey, I'm telling you this. I just found out. I'm sorry, but you should go get tested. And, you know, of course it was like, fuck. But I, I was I was like, thank you for letting me know. I'm going to get tested. Hope you're well, you know? Yeah. That's the way to do it. For sure, 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, this guy's just a coward, really. He should have manned up, texted you, hey, I'm so sorry, or called you, or right. told you. I How in deep were you with that you, girl? Not, it was not at all. We hooked up twice. Well, then there you go. See, that's yeah. the difference. This guy was confronted with, I have to not only inform my boyfriend that I have syphilis, and now he might, but the reason too, for that yeah. is that I fucked another guy. <laughs> so it's gotta, two conversations dude. that you got to like. So this guy, he took the old like, I'm just going to just change my name and get the fuck out of town. I can, uh, I don't respect that move, but I can understand it. I understand it. But yeah, you got him. This is not advice for the caller, but his boyfriend has to man up. Yeah. You got to man up. If you give, if you might, if you cheated on someone and gave them syphilis. Yeah. You owe them. Hey, 100%. I think you're, I give you syphilis. You're a piece of shit for, yeah, piece for of, not owning it and not manning up. And uh, to the caller person uh, who called in, um, yeah, moving on is the key. Like, it's a tough blow to get syphilis and discover you're cheated on by <laughs> yeah. getting syphilis and then <laughs> finding out that, and whoa, he, he packed up everything you. and is gone. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, a big blow, but like, you know eat a pint of ice cream and fucking watch some movies and and then the next day go fuck another stranger after your another syphilis man. clears up here's another thought maybe get a worse um std a worse std and give find that back. guy give it back yeah std a little tit tit for tat yeah revenge stds not worth it you don't want to get stds just for revenge we were discussing this one day if someone were to leak your nudes and you leaked theirs as like a return. Revenge, uh-huh. Is that revenge porn? Because it's revenge porn to leak the nude in the first place. Like if a woman were to smite you. And then you smited back. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. still revenge porn. It's still illegal, you think? I would think so. It's not self-defense porn? <laughs> no. Okay. No, that's got to be illegal. <laughs> I don't think. Here's the thing. She's not going to press charges because then you press charges. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. My point is like if a girl... Because we were discussing it in terms of like, uh, if a, like I have dick pics out there. Same. And Not I don't on the really, internet. So and far, I don't care as far that. As I know. Well, no, I don't have them yeah. on the internet, and I don't even care that I I can I can speak freely about them because they were consensually, right. uh, explicitly asked for, and I verify it. I get a whole fucking, and I said I get a whole like I get a whole reel at least before I send the dick pic. Or what do you mean a reel of pictures from them? Meaning like oh. yeah, I get like f- various multimedia's from them before I get. Also, Before they get mine. Typically, when I send a dick pic, my face isn't in it. So you wouldn't even... I could just be like, I don't know who's dick Typically, is. mine isn't either, yeah. but there are a few. Yeah, okay. There's a couple out there. Yeah. But, um, and I and again, do not care. If they were to leak it on the internet, I'd be like, yeah, that's my dick. I wouldn't care. Because there wouldn't be any nefarious attachment to it. If they tried to say there was, I would then leak theirs. Right. As a like, no, 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 no. Here's the exchange. Yeah. 
and here's all your nudes too. Is that self-defense porn or revenge porn? Oh, so you're saying the reason I'm leaking these is to show the public that, that I am that not. It, this was a consensual yes. exchange of pics. Yes. Interesting question. Yes. In that case, if it's well, you could have blurred them out slightly. You know, sure. You could have blurred them out. So it's probably still technically legal, mm-hmm. but I don't think anything bad would happen from yeah. it. I think okay. you'd be cleared because really, it's the repercussions from society is what you would be worried about more than going to court and getting charged as a if my, whatever. If my penis showed up on the internet, a I'd be like, okay, I guess it's out there. And how many people are looking that up? Josh yeah, Potter right? nudes. And if they did, I mean, I, like Good again, I'm not like ashamed of my penis, so I don't care. Like, people can roast my pe- – this is my face, and I go out in public with it every day. <laughs> my penis is fine. It's probably the best-looking best part of my body. So I'm not ashamed of that part of it. The second part is, like, I think I could narrow down, like, who did it then. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's not oh, right. so many out there that I would be, like – I'm what ashamed I mean? to like, say I've, I've probably sexted with too many I mean, women. again, here's the thing. Yeah, like, there's a, there's a good amount. Yeah. But it's, like, uh, I know the pictures, I could base you, it off. You, you'd be like, "Oh, I sent that picture to that person." I'd be like, "I, I'd be like, you I only recycle. sent that oh, one." You don't recycle dick pics. I do recycle them, uh-huh. but I have them like I give them a little bit of a, a mark. You put a little watermark yeah. in the corner. I do to a track bit who of, gets his. I do, yeah, like a Hollywood film, like for piracy. Just if it, this it, dick pic exactly. leaks, I will know you leaked it. I do, yeah. The metadata, everything. Hilarious. Know, yeah. Just That's, in case, because it's re- not because I care. It's because I want to go. You dumb bitch. Why would you leak? That okay, out? so in theory. I love that nerdy thing that you do where you could track each pics, and I would love to do that. But when I'm sending dick pics, I'm horny and basically jerking off most of the time. You can do a post. How do you do a post? You already sent it. You send it because, like, you know the like uh, you get the screen grab of it. Like, it's not even a thing. It's oh, like a, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, so I go, see like, what you're saying. You, you just, keep a catalog of that pic and that that time in so that, that you can go back of to conversation. it. I see what you're saying. And I have the metadata on the picture where it's like, it was taken at this time of right. day, at this point. Right, but when right. I, and so when I recycle them, I then screenshot so them. So you're ready for if anything bad happens, you're ready to yeah. pounce and be like, They're, you did and it. And I'm not worried about anything because I know that these women are very nice and cool and like they were in on it and they wanted it. I mean, and, you, you hope so. And they yeah. may seem that way at the time, but some people are crazy. Some people are crazy, but I really feel like I have a good gauge for like, have I fucked crazy girls? Of course. But it's like none that are maliciously crazy. I don't think yet. You Hopefully. know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. But like, uh, yeah, I'm not See, really. You have a way more positive outlook. I do because here's the thing: like, if a girl really wanted to fuck with me like that, it would be it would really come out that she was a terrible person because I am nothing but the <laughs> you're sweetheart. a nice guy. Yeah, yeah you're so a sweetheart. The, like honestly, yeah. like I just, and I'd like to think the same thing about me. But the thing is, I just don't trust people. Like no, sure. overall, yes, ninety percent of people are cool and and good people and wouldn't want to fuck you over. But you get. That one, even one percent of people who are just batshit crazy wake up on the wrong side of the bed. And you know what? Fuck Josh Potter. I'm no, taking, yeah. Look, he's he's making a good living as a comedian now. Screw him. Why isn't he returning my text? I'm whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean people that's nuts. But like, it, I just feel like it would come out in the wash. Like, uh, it yeah, just be, be so fine. easy to be like, no, this is like here's. The, and then, like, there would be other – I think there would be other women that would be like, 
that's not, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, he's really nice. Yeah, he's, yeah, a, he's like, really sweet. <laughs> he's kind of a nerd. Yeah, uh, leave him alone. Yeah, were, yeah. I had to yell at him for not fucking me one time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not worried about it because I think um, I have too big of a mouth. Mm-hmm. Like I've talked about so much fucked up shit that I've done just on my podcast, where if they come out, I'll be like, yeah, I talked about that. Like, I'm not. I'm no, not, yeah, of yeah, course. I just feel like I reveal so much that I could be wrong. I'm sure I'm going to regret this, but I feel like I can't get canceled because I've already canceled myself on my podcast. Well, that's the thing. Times. Anybody who's done yeah. a podcast for X amount of hours for however long and just spoke freely in any capacity is, uh, you know, and, and just, you know, wielding their fucking voice around for hundreds of thousands of people all the time, you're going to say some shit and we're never getting jobs like in show business. I, you know what I mean? Like I've resigned myself to that and I don't want any at the moment. I have one in show business that I very much enjoy and, uh, I like doing that and that's, that's fine for now. And I don't need to worry about like E entertainment hiring me and then going back through my podcast and being like, how many times did you talk about race? And like, you know, I don't know. Not that I talk about race. I don't know what I, you know, whatever. Oh, Just, if I booked If I made a black joke or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like they'd be like, oh boy. But yeah, there's nothing significant for that. I would give a shit about booking like that where I could get like Shane Gillis. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I wouldn't. Well, if I mean, not that SNL is a goal of mine, but let's say hypothetically speaking, Lauren Michaels is knocking on my door tomorrow. We want you to be on SNL. I would just immediately not. I don't even know if this would be sufficient, but before any press release, I would just delete my YouTube and podcast. <laughs> I don't need it. I think that's <laughs> what Shane. I mean, I kind. I don't know. If no, how he, it worked. I think he deleted it after. After the or no, melee. actually. I think his it was a Patreon episode yeah. where he said or something crazy. Right, like so it was that. just behind a paywall. Yeah, but like. I see SNL's never been a goal of mine, but it was a dream of mine. Do you know what I'm saying? Like growing right. up, I watched every episode. I was like, I loved everyone on it for, you know, from when I was a little kid all the way through until I was an adult and doing comedy. But when they did that to Shane, I, it made me realize like, well, that dream can never come true for you because of just my, <laughs> because just my radio <laughs> career, even just but, like even on terrestrial radio, some of the shit that I did. Interesting. Would what could you me, have done on terrestrial radio that you could do all this canceled. stuff, dude, dude, there are bits of me saying like, like fag and things like that. Like those weren't like FCC words and Interesting. Shit. And it was like early two thousands when you could like bandy that about you know what i mean like and i was i was doing it in the context of like where i would play in a sketch or something like a broy dude like obviously the man saying it in the sketch or the character saying it in the sketch was a piece of shit so like <laughs> that's the way pieces of shit talk but like nowadays even if i did that that's too much for right you know what well I mean? what it made yeah what it made me realize when shane gillis got kicked off the show is Oh, SNL isn't SNL anymore. Now it's kind of this mainstream. Well, I really thought they were going to keep them because I really thought when the melee came down, I was like, "This is this is perfect for them." Lauren's going to dig into it. They're going to make like a bit out of it, cold open or something with Bowen. I thought he was going to apologize, and they were going to be like, "Listen, we're not okay with what he did, but we picked him, and we're going to give him another chance or something like that." It just shows that network TV is fucked, man, because they. What happened was like, I think I'm pretty certain what happened was ads started getting pulled because there was too much of a snowball effect. And right. once ads start getting pulled, Lauren Michaels becomes even powerless then, I think. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Because it's like network then. They're like, 
this show is still on the air after X amount of years, 50 years, where you have one of the highest budgets in television. Prob- they probably have right. one of the highest budgets, and I'm assuming. Yeah, it's you been know a what long I mean? Time. And it's They're like, all rich from it. Yeah, and it's a late day, night Saturday show that's losing ratings like everything else. At the end of the day, else. they're tied like anyone else. It's all about the money. Right. And maybe there was money a talks. day where Lorne Michaels could tell him to fuck off because it's still Saturday Night Live, but like. Today, network television is looking for any ads that they can fucking find. Right, it's already money. dying. Yeah, um, yeah, and from my understanding, I don't know Shane Gillis, but um, the guy who there was like an Asian politician at the time, An- uh, Andrew, Andrew Yang. Yang, Andrew Yang, who was like, "This guy's horrible." And now they're friends. Well, no, he forgave him. Like, they for, uh, like they they hang all it took out was and a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just talked about it. So it's that's what they should have done. It's that's what they should have like, done. Hey, is we had a conversation. We talked about it. It was a mistake. He's not a bad guy. Yeah, I really lost um, a lot of, like, it wasn't like I lost respect for Saturday Night Live. It just bummed me out. It was, like, not because my dream is dead forever. Like, I never was going to get on that fucking show. I'm old, yeah. you know? But, like, same. Um, like, it just made me bummed out that it's, like, I put them on such a pedestal, and I would defend Saturday Night Live to the fucking teeth. And right, they would be this. like, this year isn't funny. I'm like, dude, they do a show once a week. Every In five years from now, you're going to think it's funny. Right. And then, yeah. like, I, every time, exactly, that yeah. always happens. Yeah, I would There's always some, defend the comedy of SNL. Right. I would always be like, and then think of the parameters in which they work. Like, it's a live show that they have X amount of sets that they have to move this around and costumes and certain amount of people that have to do this and that. So they're making it, the fact that they have the batting percentage that they have is insane. Yeah. But um, when they did that to Shane, like, I was... Because Shane is, like, not – we weren't, like, on the same level at all, but it was, like, always a guy – like, when I was middling and out of Buffalo Helium, he was out of, like, Philly Helium, and then he went to New York, and, like, um, it was he was always a guy that was, like, kind of, like, a, just ahead I would always look mm-hmm. towards. And then when he got SNL, I was, like, that's amazing. Like, I was really, like, psyched. It was, like, someone that I – Yeah. I saw, like, kind of just ahead get something really big and, like, move forward, and I was so pumped for him, and I don't even really know him, and I was just so pumped. And then they took it away, and I was like, fuck Saturday Night Live. Like, from yeah. then on, dude, I can't even, like, watch it or anything. It's anymore. hard. It's hard when when you know that something's just so not cool, I guess is the word to say yeah. anymore. Not cool anymore. All, and it, and it not really chill. has nothing to do with any actual pain or, like, racism or anything like that. It has to do with, like... A snowball effect in the media and the public right. court the of public opinion. Yeah, the few Twitter, the the Twitter trolls. And basically. like those advertisers could have come back. I mean, like it's and and do they even really care, or is it just the cor- pressure on them corporately? Like they're 100%. getting their fucking uh, at handle fucking slammed on Twitter all the time, and they're like, "Fuck this! I don't want. I just yeah, want to deal a, with it's this." It's just a mob of people sending an angry email, and they go, "All right, we'll just make them. It'd be easier to make them happy than to just to just make it go away, and yeah. like then to deal with it and move forward, which would have been an amazing comedy moment. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, it would have been like, yes, we got a win for comedy, but whatever. Yeah, now the wins for comedy is, hey, you don't like it, start a podcast. Start yeah, your own I mean, thing. Uh, everyone is making their that's awesome the great shit. Thing. The best like, shit now is all not on TV. It made sh- it's kind of like putting one of those parental advisory labels on a CD. <laughs> yeah. You know, back in the '90s when they started mm-hmm. doing that, those CDs started selling better than any other CD. Now Shane's like kind of like labeled this bad boy or whatever yeah. so like he goes out on the road and people want to go see like the guy who got fired from SNL like three hours after he got hired by them you know yeah that's true that's <laughs> the positive way to look at it I hope he has that positive mentality I think it. he does yeah. yeah I mean I think he's I mean he's gotta be if I'm him I'm positive cause all I ever wanted was to sell tickets on the road that's all I ever wanted that's like the 
most elusive dragon that you could chase in this whole fucking thing, I feel like, you it's know? It's the hardest thing, and it's you see a lot of people now who have TV success who are chasing that. It's interesting yeah. to see, like, these people who made it in the industry are now like, well, I just want what Segura has, you know? It's, it's, yeah. So it's amazing, cool. like, just from doing your mom's house frequently, the ability to sell even just, like, a, a couple hundred tickets, like, in a city is insane. And, like, to understand that there are comics who, like, have been on Letterman and this and that and that can't do that, it's, like, f- something that I cherish and, like, I'm so thankful for. And it's all I've ever wanted. So it's, like, this weird di- dichotomy between that and then also being, like, not at all famous. <laughs> do you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, it's this weird thing. Like, obviously, there are certain people that are more famous, but then they just they go on the road and they don't sell any tickets. It's a weird thing that happens. And you don't I don't understand it, how it goes one way or the other. But I am just, like, thankful that anyone buys a ticket to see me in any way. And well, I hope more people do. I soon. think they will. You're a nice, funny guy. Thank you for doing my podcast. Oh, thanks I really for having appreciate me, dude. you coming in. Anything you want to plug? Do you have any dates or? I have one date and one date only, sadly. Uh, so far as March 21st at the West Palm Improv. Oh, I love that place. So cool. Yeah, I'm pumped to do Hot that. Hot girls in Florida. First time I've been to Florida since COVID, so I hear it's all open and shit. Yeah. They're not even going to know what's going on, so it's going to be fucking wild. I'm going to be like a alien, like walking off the fucking plane, you know? But um, that's my only date. And then uh, the Josh Potter Show comes out every Tuesday. On YouTube, on the Your Mom's House YouTube channel. All right. Thanks again. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. You're listening to Unlicensed. 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 Unlicensed Therapy with Ari Manis. Ari Manis. it is another episode of unlicensed therapy i hope you enjoyed it i'm gonna keep talking here i'm just gonna keep using this video diary this medium of talking to the camera today uh crystalia got canceled again a second cancellation you think to yourself oh he's canceled then he starts making a couple posts and oh they canceled him again. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna voice my opinion on it, but that's news. That I think that's the most unique take. Everyone else is saying their thoughts on it. I'm not gonna say my thoughts on it, but that happened today. That's in the news. Texas uncanceled. Texas is they're wide open. No masks. You don't need you don't need to wear masks anymore in Texas. They are completely open. That is the move. I wish the whole country was like that. That is badass. Everyone always asks me now. That's the number one question when someone finds out I'm a comedian or I meet someone. You going to move to Texas? You going to move to Austin? No. I'd like to visit, though. I would like to go there. L.A. sucks. I'll tell you that much. It's dirty, riddled with homeless. Comedy is closed. Everyone's freaking out. 
But I feel like they're freaking out less. Every day is a little more open. Tonight I went out to dinner and it was in a tent that was half outdoor, half indoor, but went out to dinner with a couple of friends. It was nice. Anyways, I guess that's it. But thank you for watching. If you want to join the channel, we now have the paid subscription model down below to join the YouTube channel. I don't know what benefits I'll do, but I'll do them. I'll do something. If I was making money on it, I'll do something extra for you guys if you're paying me. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Leave me a good review on iTunes. Hey, even if you are on Apple Podcasts, it's called. Even if you don't use Apple Podcasts, just go leave me a review there. Hook it up, dude. Hook it up, brother. Sister. Hook it up, dog. Hook it up, dog. All right, that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Next week, we have Chelsea Lynn on the podcast. This is the second week in a row I'm revealing who it is, but I already posted it out. She was coming on on my Instagram, and people called in and all that. Finally, for Chelsea Lynn, it was her fans that called in. None of you guys did. Fuck you guys, dude. No, not fuck you guys. But next week, Chelsea Lynn on the show. I may or may not have kissed her on the mouth. Bye.